of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control and this news about the new variant has been a, a an incredibly difficult end to frankly an awful year and it's important for everybody to act essentially act like they might have the virus and that's the way that we can control it together the way ahead is hard and it is still true that many lives will sadly be lost our advisory group on new and emerging respiratory virus threats nerve tag has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant it may be up to 70 percent more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You, you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious, assume you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days and it's going to spread further and I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public, um, more families, uh, many more families are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on SAGE, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment for sure. I just say, I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime. So as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behavior.
risk of after reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are in a group they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. That's right, folks. It's uh, Arafat Day, Saint Arafat Day. Please, uh, any any contributions you make goes to feed uh, the crew, as it were. I'm going to be uh, interviewed by um, Wit Source Podcast, Dopaminergic Thirteen, and uh, I'm just trying to just request camera permission. Wait just a second. So um, I hope they don't mind me streaming their episode but uh, I figured eh, if I'm in front of the computer um, may as well uh, let's see oh. this and this 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 is all working and boom that should work so I'm just waiting for them to connect up and um Oh hello Liberty, how are you? Good to see you. And I'm just watching the <laughs> War, more war as uh, the man they're going out to provoke bigger conflict. They've hit the uh well any Critical infrastructure would be underground, but they've hit the cosmetic building of the 
naval headquarters in Sevastopol uh, with storm shadows and oof, oof ships uh, <laughs> administrative command centers. Um, it won't be. Uh, it won't be a pretty picture. That's for sure. Emerging. Uh, comfortably enough, good to see you. Uh, I hope you're well. Um, uh, still waiting. Oh, here we go. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Romain. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And you? Oh, okay. Uh, I hope you don't mind. I was just, uh, I'm streaming at my end. Is that okay? It's it's good. Yeah. Okay. You should see Florence as well. Can you see? Uh, I do see Francois. Uh, Florence. France. Sorry. What did I say? Francois. Sorry. Yeah, so, someone uh, else. But yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, Thanks, for taking time. Oh, okay. you're you're more than welcome. Um, I'm happy someone would uh, take the time to speak to me. So. Oh come on. <laughs> awesome. Then, so I'm here to facilitate the recording. So uh, basically, we just use this platform. Um, everything is record, recorded locally on your computer and it's being sent uh, in the cloud uh, during, the, during the call, actually. So mm -mm -mm. But I, I can see you have a very good bandwidth, so we shouldn't have to wait any, any long uh, after, the, after the call for me to receive all the files. I will just uh, run a test recording while Florence is uh, quickly taking you through the, the interview. Sure. And then in a, in a couple of minutes, when we are all ready, we can, uh, we can start the recording. Okay, no problem. Florence, up to you. Yep. So typically what we do is I'll ask you to introduce yourself. You can go as long as or as short as you want. Um, and then we'll so go into basically what I'm curious about and in your role in this and, you know, what you're finding out, what you, what mm -hmm. are things that are keeping you up at night. Um, we'll go into, um, I typically don't have question ready ahead of time um, because it's a conversation. It's not an interview. Mm -hmm. And uh, therefore, it depends very much on what you say and which direction this takes us. Uh, the whole thing is about, I try to keep it in an hour because after this, as you know, even in an hour for a lot of people, that's a long time to concentrate and focus. Mm -hmm. um, and you, we usually finish by uh, me asking you a standard question for all my guests, which is what is your weird sauce for life? So you can start thinking about that now, although you may have your recipe already there. <laughs> Um, and essentially we, we close like, like little food item or, uh, no, no weird sauce as in, okay. well, if it's food, that's fine. Uh, okay. whatever, whatever rocks your boat, um, to make you do the stuff that you do the way that you do. Essentially. Why I do this, uh, uh, glutton for punishment. That's easy. Oh, no, that, that for sure. <laughs> that for sure. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, that's generally how it goes. Um, are you, are you cool with that? Uh, yes, I'm fine. Um, I just okay. want to ask if it's sound levels are okay my end with my chat. Yeah, it sounds great. It sounds uh, great, your end. But you are very well equipped anyway, so we won't have... Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Kevin yeah, you've got to put some effort in, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, all good on your, on your yes, side? Yes, uh, I think so. Um, I just, although I'm asking in the wrong chat. I'll do this, and we can, we can just proceed. It's anyway. edited, so I, if there is any, at some point, if we need to cut something, there's there's no issue at all because I'm gonna edit this. Uh, okay. So no worries if we have to. I yeah, I just need okay. to yeah. 
So the way that you pronounce your name, because I don't want to make a boo-boo at my pronunciation being French, um, Kevin McKern, is that correct? McCann. McCann. So see, I, I knew I was going to do it, so I did it. Uh, everyone does, even native um, English speakers English. Mm. Get, it, get it wrong. But it, it's can, and it's a Scottish word, which basically means yep. like a pile of rocks. <sighs> the analogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest to rock, the better right now, but okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Kevin McCarran, is that okay? Yes, perfect. Right. Okay, great. And your English okay. is very good, I have to say. Your, your ability to translate what were very complex um, concepts and uh, on the well, fly. Thank you so much. Yeah, I was. On the fly is not a mimic. I mean, I literally filled up like two books of notes. Because I was literally taking, because it's not my job. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not a translator. So, um, but it was. It was. It's a baptism of fire for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, re I recommend you were doing awesome. that. <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, but the topic is super interesting. The, I, I was frustrated with the lack of some of the words that I know either in English or I, I know them in French, but I don't know them in the other. Aspect, but apart from that, I think that um, the concept themselves. I'm, I'm familiar in working in both languages, so mm. um, but you must have some science background. I mean, even with a handle, like, I'm a PhD in yeah. uh, circadian rhythm. Yes. Yeah. So um, yeah. At least you my know job, what dopamine my job is. is. Yeah, my my, my job is essentially um, uh, well. I did some a lot of research on the uh, impact of circadian rhythm on the brain. Mm. And particularly shift works and the impact on that. So, yeah, it's very hard. Yep. Mm. yep. Mm. So that helps <laughs> to be a scientist, mm -mm. Uh, but it's not a sine qua non because, as you know, there's a lot of very good scientists who don't necessarily um, function in other languages, which tends to be. I mean, in this particular COVID, it was a major problem because mm -mm. the language barrier actually made that these worlds, especially English and other languages, got completely sequestered into different world and that's unfortunate when you're trying to circulate data mm, and information mm. yes and well you know yep. there was some good work that came from france i don't know if you want to start and i'll just start chatting yeah we can, we, we, yeah, we, <laughs> we can start um so is it is it okay that i call you doctor you uh, can just call me kevin uh, i'm kevin? uh i'm very informal that way. Right. I, I only do that if I want to be an asshole to someone. Ah, okay. <laughs> on Twitter, for example. On Twitter, yeah. Well, who doesn't on Twitter? I mean. right. <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay, so I'll mute myself. I'll uh, press record, and when the countdown is over, we can start mm -hmm. and uh, have a great interview. Okay, thank you. Dr. Kevin McCann, welcome to Weird Source. Thank you for making time uh, to chat with us today from your location, I believe, in Asia. Um, and therefore, your time zone um, is very much a, a difference from where we are right now. And I appreciate the time that you're taking. Could you kindly introduce yourself for the audience uh, of this podcast? Sure. So uh, I'll, I'll presume people will know the name from the title of the interview but I'm systems neuroscientist by training and corticobasal ganglia cerebellar networks and uh, disorders thereof 
and how to well, a lot of my research career was geared towards um, modeling in primates and testing deep brain stimulation as a um, well therapy for well essentially neuro neuropsychiatric surgery as a um, end point but um, yeah it's it's got a uh, sketchy past so um, <laughs> I think probably sketchy future as well um, going by so what wh what brought you to COVID oh um, well that was so December 2019 I was in Daegu South Korea and I was going to I was giving a lecture actually um, about network actions and I'd gone to help another project um, in Daegu and I got violently ill in the December into the Christmas period and this was something that I'd never um, really I've, I've experienced most illnesses I think you know the common ones but this was something uh, very very unique and at, as I'm sort of in the recovery phase in the January we start hearing about oh there's a lab in Wuhan and there are people filling up hospitals and um, I keyed in on this and the you know as we as I looked and uh, began to sort of piece the bits of evidence together and we saw you know they started talking about SARS viruses and um, I started to look and you see that they're neuroinvasive and one of the primary um, symptoms that I had wasn't so much um, pneumonia. Um, I had a very, how should we say, tough ride neurologically. And, you know, in retrospect, this was probably because I was, uh, I'd had a TBI in my past uh, a few years prior. You want but, to specify what that is for the audience? It doesn't uh, traumatic brain injury. Um, self-inflicted not wearing a helmet just being st stupid and dumb and um yeah if i was wearing a helmet it wouldn't have happened and um but it was enough to basically knock me out the stride of my career i was sort of just dipping in and out um but the uh, as as i was watching this and i uh, my own personal experience of it I was just saying to people you should be um, careful with this and I would try to warn people about the neurotropism and even doing that back then was enough to run into the censorship apparatus that we now know exists was extensively put into place via all these um, tabletop exercises etc they they'd run this many many times and um, that that slipped all these mechanisms into place and so you know in that situation I don't know I, I just felt I had to get the bit between my teeth as they say in English and just keep pushing the censorship really bothered me that so Tell me a little bit more, because I'm curious in a sense that I I know I remember when I became aware of you and many other people that are doing um, 
some of that sort of streaming uh, and talking about some of these issues, including, you know, in the U.S. with uh, the Dark Horse podcast, which at the time was one of the first one that I that I saw mm. when I was in uh, in Singapore. That basically said there's something a bit odd about the genetic of this. Mm. Um, also alerted to what gain of function, uh, you know, was much bigger than any any certainly that I had paid any attention to uh, in my scientific career. So I, I'm, I'm curious about what's the, so you get the illness, you get sick, you're in Asia, you start getting interested into this. Mm. What's the next decision? How do you jump from this to, hey, I need to speak um, mm. volume about this to the public? Yeah, so there was a, there was a few things at the time that um, leapt out to me. So I'm trained for working in primate labs. All, all levels and the the response that we were seeing wasn't concordant with what I understood to be the sort of training with respect to had there been a breach etc and I want to say very early on there was and I, I might even have begun streaming at that point I can't remember so it's, it's so long ago now and with the TBI the memory is not what it used to be and there was uh, cell phone tracking data that came out. It was sort of released. Uh, it was called EPI, I think, the report, and which basically showed what you would expect to see um, around the Wuhan Institute of Virology um, in the October, I think, the data was sort of pointing at. And then there was a Princeton study that basically had looked at search terms and um, traffic around hospitals, which again sort of pointed to an earlier release. And I was using my data point as, um, hey, something was, uh, I think something was circulating. And as I remember as sort of uh, February, March rolled around, the city that I was in uh, in December was the it was basically one of the largest super spreader events outside of China in South and it was in South Korea and they were holding a Christian cult um, as being responsible for this and uh, it was called Shinchioji cult it's a very bizarre um, <laughs> tangent if you want to go down there but the um, it turns out that they were shuttling backwards and forwards between Wuhan and their base of operations in Korea was Daegu. And and mm -hmm. so this, I just kept coming across more and more data points that were, um, you know, just a bit too synchronistic. And, you know, as a scientist, et cetera, I want to, I want to prove one way or the other. And yeah, it just, did you it, did you have any any connection to other folks at that point? Did you already um, have a lot of network connection with folks that you know we now know uh, no. more? And that, so so how did that how did that then go from hey I need to speak about this to are there other people doing this and what was the sort of chemistry of that? Oh, so you know the. I, I did a few streams. I did one with um, Stefan Molyneux, and that sort of got me on uh, quite a few people's radar. And at the at the time, at the same time, there was all this viruses aren't real emerging, and one of the main 
protagonists of that, um, I don't know, I'd call it psychological operation now, but was literally showing figures and data that was just demonstrably wrong as he tried to claim that, uh, what, what was he looking at? I forgot now. It, it basically, it was a scanner, it was an uh, electron microscope image of the virus itself and he was claiming this was the cell with viral particles sticking on it and it wasn't it was the viral particle with the um trimeric spike protein and i would just go around hunting this guy down on the internet uh, and just showing that he was lying that um he was well you know I found out that he was, um, he didn't, he was claiming he had a molecular biology degree. This this Andrew Kaufman, he claimed he had a molecular biology degree from MIT. Um, he didn't. Um, I found out he had his license suspended as a practicing physician um, for stealing uh, gift coupons from a study. And what was the other thing? Yeah, it was just, you know, he would, he got signal boosted and he was charging people $1,500 an hour for sort of personal health consultations. And I was just like, oh, you know, I'm not, um, this is just gross and an abuse of sort of people's, um, well, a lot of people were scared, etc. back then. And um, he was, he was playing on that fear to make money a lot of money and um it just sort of snowballed from there and i would just catch more and more people out with respect to narrative control sides um particularly around lab origins this is when um drastic was beginning to sort of emerge out the um can you can you roughly explain what drastic is for the folks who don't know uh, so drastic is, let's say, a loose aggregation of interested scientists and non-scientists who have lent their time to trying to investigate the lab origins question. Um, I'm, I have never been a member of Drastic, but because I was sort of coming up at the same time, I'm, I've always been a bit of a sort of lone wolf type um mm -hmm. researcher but i just i would interact with them and um yeah they, they would bounce ideas and i i helped them with a paper that was um published it was one of the first papers in a official sort of um journal that said we should be looking at the um at the origins of this it's not spillover doesn't account for what we're seeing they're pulling the wool over people's eyes again it was all part of this narrative control that was uh so basically rosanna segreto and uh yuri dagin who were doing that and um yeah i just sort of lent my weight to that but you know this, the simple fact was that the way i was uh, approaching this problem was to um I, I, and like I said, I'm not sure it was uh, the best tactic, or but it was the only thing available to sort of rattle and make enough noise. And particularly in retrospect, where we can see that there were these narrative or, or censorship mechanisms. You know, I went with, you know, the mimetic stuff and, you know, I would 
I would do that and try to keep uh, a audience involved in that. Um, I don't know style, I guess. And and you know, it's and I I was basically just um, imitating uh, a style of stream on that you see every day, where you know they're I don't know, little little groups and they've got you know they're always trying to catch each other out with lies etc and um sort of debate stuff and um it's a it's a good way of um keeping people involved because i think back then had we had we just been relying on the universities the academies to protect the public in this instance it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked it would have got shut down everyone would have been gaslit into thinking that it was um, just a, a spillover, but you know now we know that these are um, bio warfare programs that are geared towards medical countermeasures. And in the best case scenario, what we've probably experienced is some accident from these programs. And the well, the worst case is uh, yeah, literally um, a release of these agents for. You know nefarious purposes and you know there's a and now i just spend my time sort of working through the uh the scientific literature and as i was you know it's it was in my wheelhouse with respect to um neurodegenerative disorders so my, i would mm -hmm. model a lot of and given that you you don't live in the uk you don't live in the united states but you interact with um a fairly international crowd with mm. probably English as a as a common mm -hmm. uh, language of communication. What is your sense? What is your sense that how different the response to being aware that this is this might not be um, a uh, a natural origin virus? Well, uh, from from all these different countries and their response to that in terms of both the official response and then mm. the quote opposition response. So the mm. Well, the scientist the, warrior type. it's it's a simple um, question, and um, the French can be proud in this respect that they allowed Luc Montagnier to speak and speak on, you know, official news for a day. Current events, yeah, but he 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 got he got the word out, and mm -hmm. you know that was just another you know <laughs> another big drop in the you know as you try and balance up the hypotheses and look if the uh, discoverer of HIV and a Nobel Prize winner is saying that this looks very suspect well yeah you know it's it's important to um, listen to what they have to say and so I had some communication with them um, Jean-Claude Perez as well and um, yeah, they, you know they they were actually the French were very much a catalyst in um, being able to get over the first barrage of censorship, I would say. And this was well, providence. I don't know, um, but um, thank we have to. Everyone owes uh, Jean Luc. Uh, not sure, of course, Jean Luc, but uh, Luc. Montagnier, Montagnier a, yeah. um, a debt of gratitude and he he stepped into the breach when very few 
did the very opposite. They battened down the hatches and hoped that this problem would go away. And this was the failing of the institutes at that time. And it was, well, I, I had a, I knew science was bad in just in terms of, you know, it's not the holier than thou endeavor that people make it out to be. Um, there's a lot of backroom deals done. Let's put it in that that those terms. And the his his standing up um, when others didn't was uh, yeah. I, I, I just wish there were more more people like Luke. And um, we we lost someone very special when when he passed away. I'm mm -hmm. afraid so because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, I think now he's been vindicated um, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know the and n not only for the uh, just calling out the molecular biology which was suspect but he was actually the first to highlight and get down the data with respect to issues that I was talking about, which is neurological and, you know, the, it, although it's not my specialization, I know enough in my domain area that viruses are very suspect with respect to neurodegenerative processes. And um, that can range from many, disorders i was talking about you know even neuropsychiatric disorders and this is a this is very much a new i hate to use the word terrain but mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. that's emerging um over the last well since i started my phd so we're talking 25 years um right but so let let's just dive into it um, precisely so if we we're now um in this sort of tail end of well, in the beginning of the talent in 2023, um, and the landscape is very sort of diverse by by now, both in terms of the origin of the virus, the the, the many iteration of the virus that we had, uh, or so-called variant, um, depending on the country and you know the, the sort of exposure, the population multiple times sometimes, um, but we also had. Um, countermeasure applied to that, countermeasures of different um, uh, form, different manufacturer, different content. Uh, we also have investigative uh, processes on side effects that are different according to, um, you know, the countries, the EU is doing something, Canada, the US with the VARS, so pharmacovigilance is of different caliber depending, depending on the country, we have excess mortality, we have excess morbidity. A lot of the, what I see, maybe you correct me if I'm wrong, um, is a focus on, or maybe not a focus, but certainly a high prevalence salient of myocarditis, pericarditis, cardiovascular. Mm. Uh, some neuro, neurodegenerative things are being talked about, but I would say it's in the bottom level of this architecture of side effects. I would think that the primary thing is sudden death, cardiac death, cardiac inflammation, uh, people who have now turbo cancer, because in my mind, this is still part of a some sort of a emotional hooking to some extent. And by this, I mean, 
those are terms that are really scary to people mm. immediately in healthcare. So when you hear turbo cancer, when you hear myocarditis, stroke, sudden death of young folks mm. in their sleep, it grabs people's attention. When you're saying neurodegenerative, you're saying, oh, this is a risk in like five years time, or mm. this is a risk in 10 years. Well, time. it's a little so, more complex than that. With it's respect. a delay thing. So my question is, in your awareness of the science right now, would you say that in terms of actual absolute risk, this hierarchy that the media or some of the media or even the opposition is presenting us, is it a correct architecture of the the absolute risk of this, um, both COVID exposure multiple time and vaccine um, uh, consequence injuries? Um, or is it that they got this it's not that they got it wrong, but the the brain problem is a unspecified right now, and it's too long term for them to really pay any attention to it as as of as of yet. Mm. So this, you know, one person's uh, priority. You know, yet not everyone is going to be uh, as focused on one thing as another, and often what tends to happen is that there is what you get exposed to is what you'll take an interest in. And, you know, my focus has always been on the neurological. Um, I don't, I, I tend not to step into the uh, the cancer domains or, the, you know, things like cardiovascular. It, I, I don't feel, I don't have the professional confidence or competence to be able to, speak directly to those issues are they issues absolutely um but you know for just to give you a little sort of insight um you know as the pandemic was starting you know i, I was lucky enough to um, strike up a friendship with someone who was essentially head of uh, the medical statistics aggregation for the eu and so he was sitting there and was basically letting me know what was happening and you know this is it's, it's something i don't talk about very often but there were kids collapsing even prior to the rollout of uh, the vaccines and you know it just it didn't make the headlines so much so i'm you know i, I do i think that wrapping that synthetic RNA in a lipid nanoparticle or putting it in a viral vector and just pushing it into people was a good idea. A a absolutely not. Um, I, I think it's the wrong, um, wrong technology for dealing with um, this type of um, assault. And I'm very specific in using assault. I think that's legally what happened to people, either through exposure via the spike in the environment or being forced to take it because your job was at risk. Um, that <laughs> this was happening to many, many people. And then I know, and I guess the problem is, is because I was speaking out early and people would aggregate to me to ask questions, etc. I've always, um, made myself available to, um, to people if they had questions etc i've i've seen e every side 
with respect to the virus side and also people having um, reactions to the to the vaccines and both are problematic um, if I had to you know hindsight being perfect in 2020 um, would we would we be beyond this had they not rolled out the countermeasures the way they did and you know the data seems to suggest that lower lower vaccinated countries are um, faring somewhat better now they don't have the sustained or cause mortality as um, the higher vaccinated countries and the I wish it wasn't so. I wish it wasn't like that because I don't know where that ends up. And the simple fact is that one of the most common um, side effects, sequelae, is this long hauler type condition that we're seeing. And in this respect, um, this is, I would argue, very much a neural presentation. And, you know, there's a paper come out this week from Italian group. And again, it's not anything that new per se, but again, it's reinforcing the um, exposure to spike protein and nucleocapsid protein causes, in this instance, they were looking at um, phosphorylated tau, which is a signature of Alzheimer's and neurodegeneration, both in cell culture and humanized mice um again it they're just data points in a complex data set but it's it's been consistent um over three years and what's the long-term impact of that i don't think anybody really knows we we have to watch what's happening right now and i would be um i would be rejecting my um, principles and basically the role that I took on when you become you know a domain you know you get the PhD and you're supposed to be a domain expert and thinking and talking to the public about these issues and the well yeah I I, I get the turbo cancer and um, <laughs> you know, it's a <laughs> very um, frightening combination of uh, words um, grabs people's attention Indeed, yeah. um, but the um, you're seeing the impact with uh, neurodegenerative disorders already that's we saw that through the um, course of the pandemic in the first year uh, it started to tail off and then as they rolled out uh, gene transfection again it seems to have picked up and I don't I, I, all I can do is try and describe the mechanisms to people and the people who are, and the people who I feel most sorry for are, are the younger um, cohort that do get, you know, they struggle with post-viral, um, post-acute sequelae of COVID, they call it. Um, and, you know, had we not been doing these programs, the biowarfare research, their lives would probably be um, untouched right now, and mm -hmm. you know, there's there's very few people who are being advocates for them beyond 
well, they'll get the medical help now, mm-hmm. which is just progress, um, I guess, because look, MECFS as a condition was ignored for a long, long time. You know, you were, can you can you explain what that is? Um, so myelagic encephalitis is ME, and the, it's just people know it as chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah, and I've always had the contention that uh, these states, these viral, um, post-viral states, are essentially you're being shunted towards the neurodegenerative um, spectrum of pathologies. And, you know, depending, again, it's not a binary that you get that state and you're going to be developing, you know, that there's a senator, um, I've forgotten her name, but she, she was diagnosed a few months ago with Parkinson's. She, she had been vaccine exposed and just this last week she's basically said, um, I can't do it. She's got quite an aggressive form of uh, Parkinson's. And um, I could tell at the time when she was saying, I'm going to be okay, I'm going to continue my job. I was like, no, you're not. I could see from the symptom profile that she was um, in a bad way and um, these are you know again it's a it's a complex terrain and tapestry that you've got to navigate and you know I think we would we would help the people who are um, suffering with neurocovid to get them to try to understand that there could be a prion component to it people need to understand that our understanding of prion these days is far more sophisticated or nuanced than the understanding that we had 20, 30 years. You're French, you remember mad cows, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, Crossfield Jacob disease. Mm-hmm. But what I worry about here is that these conversations um, addressed to the general public sort of what is it that the general public can actually do about it once they've understood uh, whether it is, you know, prion disease risks or neurodegenerative disease risk or myocarditis risk. Isn't it the case that actually the the real people we need to be speaking to is are the people who are actually capable of doing treatment and in, in, incredible uh, speed research on this? Like we need an absolute priority on these things in terms of budget so the folks who are putting energy into a system, if you're if you're doing the metaphor of complex system, without energy it goes nowhere. So we're, you know, I, I don't know about you, but certainly uh, talking to the general public, you feel like either they they go into a binomial state of either being uh, terrified or having such high cognitive dissonance that m- morphs into certainty that they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that you go nowhere with this sort of conversation. However, I I fear that the the apparatus that has brought us this uh, in research um, seems to be obliterated in these conversation um, where they could actually um, gain energy and traction and actually have a positive effect. So if we were to have research at the highest level in Europe, if we were to have that in the US and say this is now an absolute priority. Uh, not, you know, n- 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 I'm not saying like, okay, we stopped researching cancer, but we're saying 
now we're going to to research the sequela of COVID, mm. COVID infection, COVID, you know, countermeasure exposure, mm. and we're going to put all our effort into this because the population, as as a global population, is injured, mm. uh, or has the potential to be injured. I don't hear this. I don't. I don't even know that there is a an area where this could happen because it's not going to be in the UN. It's not certainly not going to be WHO. So what's your view on that? Well, again, it, it depends which particular lens you want to look at the problem through. And the, I would say at a bureaucratic level, just at the, they want it to be forgotten and put away in the history books and um, they'll deal with the consequences just as it it shakes out into the uh, the medical system and apparatus the uh, if you look at it through the um, essentially biowarfare lens um, it suddenly becomes a darker landscape that we have to again traverse and um, figure out what's what's exactly going on and um, both are legitimate ways of um, well I say both are legitimate one we have to tackle that um, bureaucratic malaise or um, diffusion of responsibility I guess that that's going to occur as people don't want to be responsible for people that have been injured etc or just um, what did you say global injured at a global scale something like that yeah i mean the the global population that's Mm. been both exposed to the virus and to countermeasure Mm. um has a a potential i mean we've altered we've as in they have altered or the population of the world for the vast majority i think it's seven billion doses of these things have been distributed Mm. we don't know how many infection Mm. um you know exposure door to door that's a lot of people, um, especially if you then add the the, the number, which um, they the vary according to what data you're looking at, of people exposed to this in their infancies or worse still as a fetus. Um, so, the, 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 so then we're looking at an ongoing engine that's not going to stop with this round of people exposed or this one of people injured, but potentially another round. And then... If we go even further, we're going at we're looking at transcription potential. Then, then it's a whole different, super dark um, level. Even if, even if it's a 0.5 percent of mm. the population that is at risk, a 0.2 percent, or 0.008 percent, or whatever it was that COVID was originally. So we have a tremendous issue to use a very neutral word. Um, and and I know that sort of hair on fire doesn't help anything, um, but but where are the institutional hair on fire that would be that I I would expect I I would have expected as a scientist I I was hoping for this whole time that institution leaders in research you know you want to call them MIT Stanford whatever they are equivalent in every country but. Yeah. It seems not. It seems that there is a a global marching order where we only allowed to project as to the next pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're asking, you know, they're asking for commissions here and there. No, no, nobody is looking at. Well, nobody. It's, it's not. It's, it's, a, it's an exaggeration. But 
at a global level for, for population injury for the world, there seemed to be very little appetite to bundle together best effort, best money, best scientists. Mm. Let's throw, as a species, we, we need to be doing this. I mean, is there yeah. any other way to look at it? Um, I'm, I'm very cautious about trying to write um, large social prescriptions after what we've seen in the last um, three years. I mean, I think we've, we saw um, governments step way outside of their remit. I think the governments literally have blood on their hands from withholding mm -hmm. treatments, giving the inappropriate treatments, etc. The list, the, the list goes on and on. So, so many people have been um, hurt across so many different um, dimensions of where you want to stick a pin in this uh, well uh, I'm trying to didn't I not hang on my telegram just keeps beeping and it's annoying me but the um, where to where to start with this and you know you could I guess you know the the domain specialities if you wanted to sort of focus it at a at a medical and research level then you know some straight talking at some conferences and some you know frank discussion about well if we've if we're dealing with something that was synthetic and designed to um cause mass casualties and long-term casualties um we need to re reorganize and reprioritize our um, research programs um i don't i don't know that that would happen if there was money available to it it's that simple um the problem is i'm i'm not sure that we're going to see that i think we're just going to see more of the same um i don't i don't see any real effort to wind back these um programs the me medical countermeasure the the stupid idea that you can go out surveil and predict what well, well, that, that's predict. That, yeah that's that's a nonsense um argument that was that was all about um I hate to I hate to use their terms but things like directed evolution etc and again mm -hmm. um forcing out technologies like the mrna platforms and I I say this in any interview that I I can get. If you want an idea of how um, how much they were itching to use this technology, you have to go and listen to his name is Andrew C. Weber. He worked for the State Department, and he is on a podcast called Eighty Thousand Hours. And I want to say this was in twenty twenty and mid 2020 and he's basically convinced that they've removed the existential threat of biological warfare through these types of programs and so they were um, they welcomed SARS in this respect it was a chance for them to test their systems and I haven't seen it change and there's there's too much invested in that um, direction of research and the I'm very concerned about the 
well, the, the the momentum that those programs have that you're seeing with World Health Organization, you know, whatever you want to call it, transnational tyranny. You know, I spend a lot of time sort of talking about this and poking fun at it, but you know, being um, if I was to be um, serious and um, put my research hat on, um, we we need to be going to uh, as much lengths as they've gone to. We need to be going to lengths to wind back this um, one world totalitarian QR coded digital panopticon they've got um, lined up for us. Be it and you know it was being broached vaccine passports that type of thing yeah. everyone had to get tested before traveling um that's track the world yeah sorry track and trace program mm -mm, in, mm -mm. in singapore we had one of very strong track and trace program whereby your vaccinal status which um became quote-unquote deactivated mm. uh, prevented you from coming in from any um, mall shopping center supermarket mm. Mm. Um, so you, you would have been literally from, forced right in singapore to as healthcare workers you and and the general public was the minimum dose was three dose mm. um and the difference is we were offered options of taking the the chinese vaccines um mm. but you'd have to pay for it but the vast majority of the infrastructure government infrastructure was around mrna mm. uh, pfizer vaccine um and that went on for months and months i still have the application on my phone it's not deactivated if you deactivate it i think um you know it, it's basically there and then the population is small enough that it, it's your identity card was connected to it mm. um, yeah that's and, that's the future model they want for everyone right and china had this mm. china definitely has this um and and i think the the thing that i find it very surprising in the perception of the environment according to where you are geographically is that that which it's like we're in an inversion of all the worlds that we were in 10 years back whereby certain feature of other country that were looked into by the west on the collective west as terrifying this is what we fight against um this is why they have collectivism and we have individualism and so on has now been totally inverted and uh what is high is, is low what is great is bad mm. what is true is false and we now operate on the where technology is great track and trace is great um integration is great and um i i'm, I'm still stunned by the treatment of unvaccinated people mm. as a medical choice um in the greater west i mean it's one thing to say centralized government like china are you surprised that they would ostracize xyz you're you shouldn't be if you have a knowledge of history but now we're talking about the western values allegedly you know professed for years and years to those countries <laughs> it seems that now we we think that those those things are the way to go um, and that mandated medical treatment against your will is is, mm. is okay, you know. Mm. And then this concept that if we're not all protected against something, then no one is 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 an aberration that has not been even challenged on a political level or philosophical level or ethical level. It's been challenged scientifically, 
but barely. not really, barely, barely. Um, so, uh, what what do you think? Um, what do you think the avenues are right now? Both for people who are listening to this and and don't want to sink in into well, so there's nothing to be doing. Mm. What can both the general public do, and um, us or people in the that have a skill set in science that can contribute? What would you, what would be your call out for both of these population? Oh, I'm I'm very explicit all the time. Non-compliance, non-compliance, as much as you can get away with. I get it that some people literally have no choice. I lost a a friend as the pandemic um, emerged because he was forced to be vaccinated to stay on. Um, the organ donor list and yeah he didn't he didn't make it through that and you know but car yeah i wish i wish he hadn't complied he'd probably still be with us um but it's it's, it's so hard to give people a prescription because so many people's lives are complex but you know no non-compliance is there's something you can do to make it difficult for them. And, you know, if this, I'm just trying to think of something, you know, the, the, the kids that are going around cutting down the ultra low emission zone cameras in London, <laughs> from the, I'm going to turn a blind eye. Um, if I see, if I see kids out doing that, uh, in this instance, um, they might not all be kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoever, whoever's doing it. Um, but you know this this push towards and I it's a trope and not WEF etc. But the the UN twenty thirty agenda. Those things are real. Um, the Club of Rome is real for sure. We're um, we were governed um, by basically modern Malthusians who figured that the human race needed uh, limits put on it and um, were just, well, you know, go back and read those, uh, those documents, those UN documents, Club of Rome documents, right? They're, they're all for um, stabilized population levels, they're, um, they're concerned about um, resources and they talk about using um, disease and also climate as a way to push directions towards their policy goals. Um, don't don't comply. I mean, the, have kids. You know, there's a way to really gum up their system. Have have kids, lots of them, and uh, don't listen to the uh, howls from the environmentalists. Uh, you can be sure the people who've the that we're responsible for these programs that brought us here, um, they're not going to go without. Um, so, you know, there's a saying in where I come from in my family that just um, blood is blood is wealth, real wealth, and you make make sure you've got lots of lots of kids, man. Make sure you've got lots of lots of skin in the game to. <laughs> to mm -hmm. fight back, I guess. 
um, you know, the, the more people that don't comply, the better. And the more you can inculcate it in generations growing up, um, the better, I, I would argue. Um, and what about the scientists or people with skill sets? Mm, this, um, th this just requires you to orientate towards these, um, the research questions at hand. I mean, you know, the the molecular biology is isn't really my wheelhouse per se. I mean, I could, if I wanted to, go back in and um, inject monkeys with vaccines, etc. But I, are we going to understand anything more by me making that step? Probably not. Um, the probably the issue right now needs to be focused towards um, finding out who has been injured, um, making sure that they're treated properly, making sure that those who are um, were responsible for turning medical systems upside down such that treatment protocols were messed with and um, doctors were unable to um, perform as they would normally do um you know that we, we need to route out those uh networks and bureaucracies and that that's again it's going to require someone to stand up in an in their institute in their place of work and start talking about it um and find like-minded people you know that we still have the internet that's a it's a good way to start um but you know, short of short of those prescriptions, I don't I don't have um, much else. Um, any anything else just gets dark very quickly, um, and I I don't want it to to do that. And just um, before we conclude, I'd like to speak a little bit about this um, the thing that you you broached on at the very beginning, which is this kind of pushback. Um, deplatforming, demonetization, shadow banning, mm. calling off of voices either directly or indirectly. Um, the sort of massive, it seems massive, um, sort of censorship complex in which uh, seems to operate also globally. Mm. Um, surprisingly, because it does. Different <laughs> culture, yeah. You've got so a prime it, example in the last day with. Um, yeah. Whatever you think of Russell Brand, yep. Um, yep. the UK government has reached out to Rumble to say... <laughs> everybody. It's... Everybody in synchrony. Which, and it's quite interesting. I mean, maybe you remember this, because I certainly remembered uh, this particular committee that has been uh, spearheading this. Um, and again, I'm, I, I totally have no idea about the case, and I don't you know there's there's nothing i have intelligent i have to say about russell brand positive or negative that's not about that it's about the committee that oversee is overseeing this uh it is the same committee, if i'm not wrong that dealt with cambridge analytica back then uh in fact it seems to be same guy that was head of that i know there's a female that that's that's spearheading specifically censorship and stuff like that in, on social media but that committee, which is, I think, culture, sports, and something very, seems very sort of... Yeah, innocuous sounding. Innocuous, and, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden you see these very menacing, overarching letters to mm. global entities that are not British also, mm. um, 
in a synchron in a synchronous uh, manner at the same time that this apparently there's a documentary that came out also in the UK on him uh, that was released at the same time that every newspaper had the the, the 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 head page on him. That seems to me like an incredible level of coordination, money, time, effort, synchrony of editors and so on. That doesn't happen out of chance. It's, yeah. it's, you know, zero is a special number, and this there's zero chance that this happens as yeah. a coincidence of oh something terrible has happened. We figure out something, and we need to inform the public. So. What's your view on how bad is that censorship and how far reaching is it in your, in your mind, in your experience as well? Well, I, I say this often, what you're dealing with right now is the emergence of 21st century Bolshevism. Um, instead of class war, it's using the medical system as a means of control. Um, I am, you know, I said, I don't want things to get dark, but you know, perhaps we should learn from the last century's iteration, what does happen when mm -hmm. these systems come into place and perhaps the words of Solzhenitsyn should uh, ring true, which is at, at each at each knock on the door, and in this case, I guess it's a, it's a digital knock, um, there should be pushback at, at every point and then they might think twice. Then, then they've got to keep on their game all the time. You had just had Jacinda Ardern in the UN, basically um, uh, eulogizing the fact that they're they're gonna. This is war. We're going to use tools of war, and um, if you don't agree with the government information, you're going to be labelled as a dissident, and you're going to be treated as such. And I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what that looks like. Um, going into the future, but uh, I'm I'm doing everything that I can to to push back against it, and um, I would encourage everyone um, to do the same as well. If you value your freedom and you want uh, something approximating the freedoms you had for yourself growing up, um, yeah, that's that's where we're at. Yep. Okay, and on that, I will ask you the question and ask all my guests to conclude this episode, which uh, was very interesting and perhaps less dark, is what's your weird sauce for the life that you lead? Hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a tough question. It's the hardest question you've asked me. So. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. If uh, I, I would say this, sometimes you've got to unplug, and uh, as your French, a uh, a well-made bechamel sauce, um, and uh, so. so it's literally food. Yeah, <laughs> but there's nothing else. It just um, it, otherwise, it just gets dark. <laughs> so. Fair enough, and and bechamel is not dark, so that's good. Mm, that's mm, a good mm, analogy mm, through and through. Mm, mm. On this, I want to thank you very much, uh, Kevin, for being the inspiration that you are to many of, of us that you don't know that mm. uh, follow you and listen to you, um, and to many other folks that you have um, either had on your channels or connect with. Mm. Um, so these are points of lights um, which are getting a lot of the, at least the intellectual rebellion, the emotional rebellion, which is the beginning of something that we all need. Mm. Um, and like uh, Albert Camus said, you know, the Sisyphus stone, we have to imagine Sisyphus happy. And so we mm. push the stone up and I think you do your part on that. So thank you very much. Um, and um, thank you for having taken the time. 
No, you're more than welcome. Um, anytime. Thank you. Omar, you good? Yes, all good. Okay. So it's, go. you, you've got the, uh, you've got the. Yeah, it's the being, oh yeah, well, it's just finished now, so. Great. Yeah. So uh, are you in Singapore now? No, or? I'm in Scotland. I'm in Edinburgh. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. Is that is that your homeland? Um, yes. Are you Scottish? <laughs> my father. Well, my Scottish anymore. No. So again, the as a consequence of the Second World War, I don't know the my grandparents from my father's mm -hmm. side, um, mm -hmm. and he was yeah, just in institutional homes growing up after the war mm -hmm. um, um, and basically he was down south of the country even though the, the family is from north of from the border. Scotland yeah. mm -mm -mm. Um, beautiful country yes yeah yeah beautiful um, yeah. wild very therapeutic that's why I'm hiding here sometimes mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean Singapore is okay but oh I couldn't do it <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's different <laughs> so um scotland is wild it's um there's lots of places where there's nobody um mm. so for a hiker i'm a i'm a big hiking sort of person yeah i i, I used to really enjoy it the uh it's lovely yeah, mm. yeah. It, because it has this mix of being um it's not terribly far if you're european uh and it, it at times looks like new zealand at times looks like you're in the end of the world you're in argentina you're and yet, it you know, it's two hours away from something that is like a city. So it's incredible mm, to yeah. me that you can have locks and mountains and yeah. glens and wild things. And, and and the West Coast looks completely wild. Like when you go on the Isle of Skye, I just did a, um, a four-day um, expedition on Skye. It was just fantastic. Mm. It's like you're in a, the beginning of the world, effectively, because it's Iceland that has got, you know, got stopped iceland is a is a mm. evidently a living volcanic thing whereas sky is sort of what iceland was mm -hmm. you know what it is now but it's fantastic it's just raw it's in your face the weather is terrible mm -hmm. you know it's got all these attributes that if i was going back you. that's where i'd go yeah. um yeah. west coast of Scotland yeah. or Cairngorms yeah. maybe I don't know Cairngorms is just mm. sublime especially mm. winter or now changing changing uh you know winter season to autumn to summer to autumn and then winter it's beautiful really yeah beautiful yeah um so I'm a super fan yeah mm. yeah well famous. you know French and Scotland have a yes long... I know we, we have common enemies so to speak yeah <laughs> <laughs> well although, yeah. although now the list of enemy is kind of change somehow this mm. sounds a lot better as an enemy than the current list of enemy we could have but. Mm -mm. oh i'm i'm like i say i i wasn't really going into it in the interview no. but the um you know all, all data that i'm seeing just points to m a more nefarious end of this bio warfare know. paradigm that we find ourselves in and this you know the well, the data that that's just emerged from Nystrom's group in the last week or two, where mm -hmm. literally they've found a, a prion protein mm -hmm. specific epitope or catalytic mm -hmm. epitope, I should say, 
for mm-hmm. scrapey form. Um, I don't think that's by chance. Sorry. And t- until mm-hmm. until someone shows me that that's a common thing across, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not buying it. And th- they've gene transfected that into billions of people. Mm. That's it's super scary. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. And if you know, all of us here, as, as I don't know if you've got kids, I assume you have kids, yeah, but all of us, you have got kids, so you all sort of it's a terrifying approach. But I managed to get all my kids and ourselves vaccinated only with the Chinese vaccine, but I had a massive aluminum response to that. Mm. Uh, but at least it was. A so-called conventional vaccine. So God knows mm-hmm. what was in there. But um, having two boys in, you know, very big risk of uh, myocarditis, and, and and then one of them, SPR, he has to do the military service. So he would have been vaccinated mm-hmm. anyway by force. And I, I'm in healthcare, so I had to take it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I lose my job. Yeah, you, you know, I I, I lucked out um, being in Japan, and Japan had a very light touch. All, all through yeah. this, barely closed down. Um, there was no official uh, mandating of vaccines. There was a degree of social pressure, I guess, um, but mm-hmm. uh, employers weren't allowed to ask your vaccination status, etc. In mm-hmm. in Japan, and um, I I tore my kids' um, vaccine, you know, with a sent the invite for the for the I think it would have been Pfizer but um I mm-hmm. I, I looked out here and uh, you know watching the the West because I mean I, I I barely pay attention to Japanese culture can't can't really speak the language can barely speak the language and so I don't mm-hmm. watch their TV I don't right I, right <laughs> any news I get about Japan is more through the um, Western sources, I guess, and just mm-hmm. my lived experience. But what, just watching what was happening in the West, and you know, at the time, there was, yeah, there was a lot of unknowns about yep. SARS as it came up, and yep. you know, there yep. was, the, you know, as Wuhan as a sort of data point, um, it looked, it looked like it was going to be um, something. Well, it has been something terrible. <laughs> it's not yeah. beat around the bush, but um, yeah. the yeah, the, the I don't know what you, what's your opinion about this sort of twenty to thirty million number that apparently we're we're missing now. Um, oh, well. Um... All I all I sort of have a sense of is of the cumulative damage, and that is, for me, is is that leads to a terrifying number. So if you basically say there were multiple variant of a virus that was the result of some sort of biological engineering, mm. uh, with each of them we have to assume different quote unquote features, which mm. is no good. Uh, you then had uh, repetition exposure for some people they've had covid two three times here in the uk there's a lot of people who've had multiple covid same with same mm-hmm. then you had multiple exposure to vaccines not even the same kind because they started mi- mix and match for for some so you're basically saying oh my goodness so you can't even 
have cleaning nests of the data there mm-hmm. because some use two two Moderna. Like here in in the UK, they use um, the um, the AstraZeneca for the first two. So almost everybody has got their first two uh, injections that are AstraZeneca, mm-hmm. and then the the third one for some reason was Moderna primarily. Over well, the AstraZeneca years. just lit up. Um the side effect uh, profile too quickly and my right. yeah well, it disappeared yeah like it's uh, literally not suspended it's just not available mm-mm-mm. yeah Which because if 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 they say that there was a, a, a real problem with it then and they have to address it yeah yeah, yeah. like um, what problem <laughs> and how, um, when did you know and the MH, you know the mhra actually now there's even another issue on the pfizer one um i think from pfizer and moderna where they actually um now is this guy Andrew? Can't remember his last name. The the PM, the British PM, is basically Bridgen, saying Andrew Bridgen. Yeah, yeah, that that they got approval on a version of the vaccine that is not the version that they distributed to the population. So, and I didn't even go into the manufacturing thing with the plasmid contamination. That, mm-hmm. but but once you add all of this, even if you don't want to be subtle and you don't want to be specific, you just say what percentage of the world population door to door has been injured by various mm. mechanisms some of them combined mm. yeah um, my god that that's that, like just right there that image is terrifying yeah uh, I, again i'm um whoever was, has responsibility like, yeah. for this it's um, insane. yeah needs needs uh needs to pay a heavy price and you know the I guess I guess the issue is how much how much you can get you, you need to get a critical mass of population to um go back in time to a horrible part of their existence and say we want to address this and most people will just want to move on and um mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. want to think that especially if they um advocated for um yeah directly or indirectly so mm. now i've got people who say in the confine of like for example doctor i speak to a lot of doctors and they're like well what you know what have i done Mm. yeah to people i've advocated for things that i didn't quite understand uh or i i didn't but then i didn't advocate against it I just said, if you want it, then I'll give it to you. And then there's the whole family section where people say, just go get it, right? Mm. Like, what wouldn't you want to get it? Um, so, so, so this is this level of internal sort of demolition of um, moral standing for oneself and then often for their offspring is the worst for a lot of people. So I think you're going to have a massive psychological wall that's that's probably already there. Oh, yeah. I cannot, you know, that an iron curtain of I can't deal with this. Mm. And the, as we know, for human beings, when we don't want to deal with things, whatever comes back as a boomerang is is a lot worse mm. because it, it's going to impact so many things. It's not like people implicitly don't get it. Mm. I think there is a consciousness there that people get it. Like right now you talk to people and they say so-and-so has died. So-and-so is not well. So nobody goes to what? Like, how is it that a 18 year old run in the field and then just drops mm. dead? Mm. When you look at the, in- nobody goes into this conversation. You, you sit at 
somebody died, somebody's sick. Mm. And then the whole thing becomes heavy and... Well, okay, the, the issue I run into a lot is um, it's it's either it's all vaccine, yeah, or it's all yeah. it was it's just a flu, bro, <laughs> yeah. or or yeah. complete yeah. denial. And um, I think yeah. I think it's more complex than that. Of um, course, but uh, but but I think the human mind, uh, on average, doesn't like complexity. Is, is not really fitted unless you've gone through a lot of training mm. to accept that, to sit with that complexity because it's incredibly, um, incredibly unpleasant. Mm. If you understand, knowing and understanding that the pain's coming, that you don't know how, how big, that you don't know how severe, that other people you love will be impacted is incredibly painful. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've lost sleep three and a half years i there's not a day there's not probably I'm, I'm i'm not over telling you that there's not an hour that i don't think of it in some configuration mm. yeah i mean like it's I unavoidable say, my life's consumed by consumed, i have to yeah i'm and family you know our families are looking upon you and saying okay but you know it is what it is and it, even that statement i can't i can't deal with it it is what it is no well first of all we don't know what it is and then mm -hmm. it isn't what it is it's by saying such thing that we all tag along and oh you know now it's autumn look it's amazing now we're gonna have christmas or whatever mm -hmm. no i i'm done with this i've checked out of all those things uh the problem is that we still need to have coherent conversation we, we still need to have our brains about ourselves that just doesn't sink into this huge depression and da 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 and and that alone takes a lot of effort um, to keep yourself well, physically it's... fit mentally fit and so on but but I think for the general population it's asking too much it's asking they, they have trouble sometimes dealing with you know uncertainty about the mortgage inflation and all this yeah. stuff that's also happening by the way and 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 then now you're saying oh and then here all of these terms, all of this domain you don't understand, all of these things people are running, telling you this is the end, that you may have sacrificed your kids, your wife, your mm. your baby, your mom, your, you couldn't see your mom when she died, but you didn't do anything. You didn't break the hospital down to go and... Mm. They, they can't. I mean, if I, I didn't have the training, I also would be like, I can't deal with this. Conformity becomes the... Default. I'd be quiet. I think my default would be like mute. You you just become mute. You you check out. Literally, you check. You take your backpack and you go move on from you know under a rock somewhere, and that's it. You just have no opinion about this this madness. But if you part of the the stuff that you understand some of it, mm. my my view is that that's all I can do is I can put that rock forward again and again and again and again and again. And, and that's all they did during the war. That's the only thing that small resistance can do mm. is at some point, some rocks will slow that train and a big one will break it. Mm. I hope so. Um, the, you know, it's, it's a tough job to, you know, even just the medical stuff is tough and then trying to mm. crystallize in people's minds that there's this yep. threat, threat actor out there who may have been deliberately doing many of these actions that we've seen it wasn't just incompetence and by the way these are the institution that they actually trust mm. yeah yeah 
That's, so that's the worst bit of all. Mm. It's like, but the CDC said, but mm. the FDA said, but Tony Fauci said, but Rochelle Walensky said, but. Mm. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. But it's that's... the, um, I don't know, are you familiar with uh, Antonio Gramsci? The, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the march through the institutions and they they won they managed it was a, a successful strategy and yeah for now yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I don't know what it looks like on the other side because you know it, it does mean a complete dismantling of the of that infrastructure yeah and at what point do you stop and the the more the more it goes on the more radical the action seems yep. to be to yep. try to wind it back in. And, yep. you know, the, I, I don't know, there was a, a letter put out by Health and Human Services this week that, oh, we're not going to give money for 10 years to the Wuhan Institute yeah. of Virology because of <laughs> yeah. uh, what it was, uh, unforeseen. Unforeseen, uh, yeah. Circumstances, uh, yeah. Something, uh, some, something along those lines. And I was just mm -hmm. like, well, that's it. That that's what we're going to get, and then that, you know, they think that they've done their due diligence at mm -hmm. a, you know, at the. If it passes, if people swallow, if n no rioting goes on, if nothing gets burned down, no nothing turned into ashes, of course they're going to say, "Well, half hang out hey, mm. here, there you go. We'll mm. give you the piece of meat you want it. You know, now go back to your case and mm. yeah, stay quiet." It's yeah. essentially the, in my view, that. They they understand that you know you can put the boot right in the face, uh, and squeeze as hard as you can, which is what they did for three years. And then once you release, the people are so relieved that mm. the boot is now right in their face that they get some air. That the immediate response is a tone, mm. agree, go away. Oh, you see, they've done what they you know. Mm. We got so through now this. We're good. Survivor bias, right? Got through it and. Yeah. Uh, don't have to worry about it anymore and, and then yeah. for some stockholm syndrome where you mm. get to like Fauci, you get to like all these guys that are trying to save us there's still mm. that there's still a lot of that Look, if, if the election in the u.s doesn't break this whole thing down i think we it can only start with the u.s i think i i i, I well i'm i pray that the u.s is the rock upon which this breaks i, re I really do yeah. um but I don't know what that looks like in the U.S. And I really, um, yeah, I hope it can just be done through, you know, we're trying to do court cases. and Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. the, is that is that enough? Is, is that going to be enough in terms of recompense for people that lost, lost out? And, you know, I I kick myself for not being, you know, in retrospect, more, I don't know, there's many things I could have done differently, but trying to raise the issue from a little room on the edge of, uh, you know, a well, nondescript city in Japan. Yeah, um, nondescript city, yes. It's a good way to put it. Um, but as I said, we we deal with whatever dice we mm. we have. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can, all, all you can do is play the hand you've got, and and, and you you keep on playing though. Mm, mm. You you don't. I agree with your you call, which is don't comply. Mm. Yeah, 
and you know it took me you know i i was sort of fixed on at the beginning oh yeah you know lab origin right that's and that sort of was was too narrow a uh, view of the mm -hmm. problem and mm -hmm. it took a while to really really capture this um the bio warfare aspect of it and the this medical countermeasures as it all goes back Nuts. to Nuts. 9-11 and the yeah, pa Patriot Act. Nuts. By the way, uh, if you, I don't know if you, if Charles is still with you, but if, if not, it would be great if you could put a good word for me. I'd love oh, to. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'd be, he'd be happy I'd to. I love it. Uh, again, this is not, I, I mean, this is not my main thing. This is not for money. This is just to try to do something where I put some sort of legacy of, for, as in not me, but mm. the people who speak. Mm. Uh, so that there is a somewhere an account because I'm so small. I'm also hoping strategically that actually that gets through all the censorship mm -hmm. because I am not Russell Brand. I don't have a lot of followers, so these things get done. You know, uh, they get registered. We save them. We mm. can replay them. They existed. We had those conversations, and I started way back. You know, at the very beginning, probably now with Homa. It's like two years ago. Mm. And uh, we had some of the guys from Drastic. I'm, I'm in communication with Billy, but obviously Billy doesn't want to. Nah, I've tried multiple times just to. He doesn't want to. Nah. <laughs> I even said, okay, what about if you don't have a screen and we change your voice? He was like, no. Yeah. I can yeah, do, I, I can I, do I a text that. interview. I was like, uh, no, that just doesn't work. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so I've, I, and I would love to have more French people, but it's very hard. They don't want to talk. Well, I mean, there is uh, Gilles. Gilles. Gilles obviously did. I did one episode mm. with him in English, but mm. um, the French, like some of the people who are connected to the build of the, the lab, mm. you know, some folks who were involved with the technology, which is the security technology of that lab. There's a lot of very interesting stories there. And again, all I want is to put all the pieces that I can so mm. people listen to it and think, oh, it's a much more complicated puzzle than I thought. Mm. And if yeah. at least that happens, it's good. I, I'm, you know, I'm, well, I should pull the paper up. I've got it somewhere on my desk. But, you know, I've, I've been, you know, I've had to follow the data where it goes. And, you know, I've mm -hmm. just suddenly stepped into this world of uh, human endogenous retroviruses. Mm -hmm. And my concern is that again that they had a implicit understanding of how to weaponize against that this, this is what i'm worried about and let me just see if i can find it so uh joanna sent me a copy but i pulled it up the other day as well but um it's a review paper and it's, um, I looked at the, the authors, etc. And who do we see? Oops. Um, who do we see in the bottom? I don't see you on the screen right now, but people watching me can see it. And um, there's bio Maria um, mm -hmm. at the bottom. And this... This would be, if they knew this, 
and that was a sort of vector of attack. Um, this is, oh, it's it's so malevolent, I would say. And mm. these, I, I, don't, I don't know what you do um, in France with respect to a corporation like that. I presume they're all wrapped up in government and every... Yep. Um, come on, Flo. Um, every sort of strata of your society and um, where, where to begin I don't know I literally don't know except beyond you know, again keep talking to them look yep. back in the literature see what they knew and um, and mm -hmm. and go from there and and there's a lot of precedent because you know we know what happened with SARS-1 there's a lot of literature around that mm. um, some of these people are the same some of the labs are the same some of the procedures and the, you know, the POCs and how they, they sort of frame even their um, request for money and their grant. And mm. so, so some of the stuff are, uh, for people who are interested in pattern, I mean, you can find the pattern in the financing, you can find a pattern in the organization, you can find a pattern in the science, but there is a general direction to all these patterns. And so, that's hard to ignore. I, I mean, I don't know how much you've... Um... Annalise, is she? Is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, I know. I know her from again from this same sort of group and uh, mm. Tiffen as well. And you, you know, Tiffen was on the call as well. But, yeah, but um, I thought Annalise was still um, in the in the sort of institutional environment. She is in a, t a teacher, um, like a professor. She's not. Okay. I don't think she. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's not an academic or uh, corporation or somebody working for Sanofi or somebody working for Melu or somebody working for the Ministry of Health or, you know, that you will have a huge hard time having folks. Yeah, it, it's frightening how they manage to just shut everyone up. Um, you don't. It, you don't need a lot. You need in every of these mass group behavior you need 20 percent maybe you know mm. if if 20 percent do it uh, there's a huge incentive for everyone else to just keep quiet mm. um and you do a lot with quiet you don't need to oppose you don't need you just need not to say anything that mm. that has a momentum in and of itself yeah this is this is why i think um there was this element of they had to they had to get you know, if we're talking like multi-generational type thinking, so you, you go back to sort of like this Club of Rome mm -hmm. thinking and how how they had to change the culture in such a way that they re removed independence of families such that um, you had eventually, you, you, it was required to have both, well, the parents working generally to maintain mm -hmm. the the debt that they'd taken on to get a house mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um once and i think once they'd managed to get that to a critical mass and they even professional couples they might live in a fancier house and have fancier cars but they've still got 20 30 years uh debt around mm -hmm. their um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. around their necks and mm -hmm. yeah it's 
It's easier. Yeah, to I mean, just... the, the the money is is an easy prison to be in. Once mm. you've understood, it is that it's just a prison. So, if the best way to own people, if you don't have slavery declared, you don't want that declarative, is through money. Mm. Well, so debt. once you get, yeah, exactly, but exactly, but that that essentially it's a, it's a uh, you can substitute these two words right now mm. almost mm. entirely because the, the money is, as Voltaire said, you know, at, at sooner or later it goes back to its original value, which is zero. Mm. So, mm. <laughs> but, but once you figure this out and you're the one with the quote unquote printing mechanism of that paper that you've made everybody so dependent upon, mm. um, then you attach stuff to it, then you make the prison bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And that is the stone that, you know, mm. drowns you at the bottom of the sea. And it's not just you, it's going to be a multi-generational yes. uh, debt. And then, and then that's perfect because that means a forever job, forever multiple job, depending on the country you're in. Yeah. And then, and... And then you bundle the whole healthcare system, which is kind of cool, as mm. in terribly malfeasance cool, um, in the sense that if you then make people sick, chronically rather than you kill them right off right off the bat mm. you slow not 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 that you intended that but you just don't make anything to make them better and then you consider them to be a product to big pharma and to big food well depending on the speed of that that is gonna sink them into debt associated with trying to mm. continue living to pay the debt i mean that's like perfect yeah yeah not um, that it, i'm not saying but but if if you're just going to a thought experiment if someone has sat there with a, a super evil level neurofunctioning and wanted to say, what could possibly be the best thing ever if I didn't want to develop boots on the grounds, police, mm. you know, communism 2.0, like at the worst of a Bolshevik, as you said, or mm. Mao, you know, okay, now I've got technology, I've got, the, I've got money, mm. technology and money plus killing people through their life. Mm. That's the way to go mm. while yeah. they're in debt. Yeah. And then compliance will be inevitable because it will be other compliance through gluttony. Mm. I want more of that, which these others don't have because I don't have the debt. I'm the one producing the debt. So I just want to consume. So that's still a prison, but it's a more comfortable prison. And maybe you got more room or whatever. But, and the, but then everyone else is into that mm. four mm. by four tiny little thing and then you live and die through that and if you do this long enough then you have compliance yeah yeah um what an happy thought <laughs> yeah but it's, it's that's that's the tools and weapons that's what jacinda ardern is talking about when she's saying uh, they're going to deploy them right yeah, that's... But she, she's just a very stupid tool i mean i don't think she she convinced she's i don't think she is capable of um manufacturing this she's just really oh yeah she's just a tool yeah yeah these are perfect there's so many of them trudeau mm. is one of them macron is one of them they've produced so many of those um through the education system mm. um and and that alone is a silent army that is so great because it doesn't know itself mm. it's an army yeah. that doesn't need the weapon it's they are on their own weapon and they don't know mm. that legion yeah the willing guys are the best. I mean, I, you know, I mean, you've been in, in science and research. I'm, I've been in science and research, I, you know, school of medicines and many labs and stuff. You you, you see them. Oh, super yeah. qualified, Super qualified in the minutia mm. of something that they will never understand is the, the particulate to 
a copious nightmare that they have not even thought of. Yep. And yep. you find them in tech, by the way. They buy the exact same recipe. My mm. my sons is in tech, and I'm my company now is half in in med tech, and you find them exactly the same in tech. Software yeah. engineers who are now yeah. you know working on Chat GPT. Four, five, six, eight, nine, ten, whatever. Yeah, well, but I don't focus on that. I focus on this. Yeah, it's uh, it's like I say that it, it may just be job done, right? And you you yeah. you've moving got on. A... I take the paycheck, and then we go back to this original conversation. If I have the paycheck, then I'm getting out of my debt. Mm. And then a lot of the time, this is the actual phrase they will say: "This is beyond my paycheck." Mm. As, as an analogy, like, I don't want to deal with this problem. It's beyond my paycheck. I don't know what I'm doing in this room with every other software engineer in Facebook. All I know is this project or Meta or whatever. That project, that research bit, that lab bit, get, go get the money. And then you produce the successor to yourself, right? The PhD will then listen to, you know, will have their little slaves as well. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're the future postdoc and they have a postdoc and then the head of the lab. And then on top of that, there's the head of the department and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. It's, an it's a Ponzi scheme of juicing intellectual outcome yeah. without yeah. looking like you're running a mine in Congo mm -hmm. um, because you don't have to shackle people. You shackle them invisibly. I mean, that's the most powerful tool of all. Yeah, yeah. It's, Just to be uh, convinced you're free while running around in your cell. I mean, what could be better? Yeah, it's it's literal Matrix um, style. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, with your Gucci bag or whatever mm -hmm. it is that like kick you into a, uh, you know. Mm. You know, you know where I had a real just sort of visceral introduction to that it was actually in France, and so I was. Um, so I was doing, I started my PhD at Hospital Salpetria. Oh, yeah. And uh, I would have to go. I, I lived in Atisman, which is outside mm -hmm. the periphery near the Orly Airport. Yep. And I would yep. have to get in by um, train every day. And yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't so much of a walk, but, you know, through some tunnels, et cetera. And I, was, I, I literally just saw this dude just go face down and it was you know commute time and people were literally just stepping over this dude as they'd seen him sort of yeah. fall over and i i watched it and i sort of i, I picked him up and you know you could i i think he was sort of cerebral palsy mm -hmm. um individual and so i'm I, in my poor french i'm trying to you know say can i help you can i and He's um, and I I worked out he's going to the hospital mm -hmm. where you know, I'm I'm at and um I I I can remember just at the time thinking wow just the uh, the sea of uh, literally so many people saw it but yep. just wow just carrying on and just oh and God. and this guy was you know I don't know I'd say I'd say like. 20 late 20s or something mm -hmm. and it's like i got him to the hospital and like they knew they knew him right because it's obviously he has a um, yeah it's just to just to be there and you know it was yeah it was actually a sort of weird juxtaposition that actually once i'd got him into the hospital um there were people they were wondering where he was because where he was yeah mm -hmm. and um mm -hmm. uh, 
yeah, it was. I don't know. I've uh, I've seen some. I don't know. It, it, it's it. You know what? What personality types does it take to you know for you to be doing what you're doing and um, for me to be doing what, what I'm doing? I, I I like to think I would have spoken out if I'd still been in a sort of faculty mm -hmm, type mm -hmm, position. Mm -hmm. That's um, a very difficult question because again, it, mm -hmm. you know, all these um, sort of circular argument that we're having about the theory of coercion. Once it's in your throat, it becomes, you know, a lot more um, like the reasoning that I did to get my kids out of it was like, well, we're all going to get the vaccine because we have no choice and there's no way to cheat or to do any of these things. Mm. Um, and I'm dead against it. There's nothing any of us can do, but mm. I need to save my kid's life by whichever means necessary. And that Couldn't you just mean... get someone to sign off on a... Not, not there. Mm not there uh this has happened probably copious amount of time in europe um but well we know they were paying every, for it right all the, yep. <laughs> all the every clinic in in uh in in singapore was um a government clinic you couldn't go to you couldn't go to your gp to get vaccinated mm. you and i have plenty of friends that are doctors they just couldn't you have to be mandated by the government to do that so you then went into affiliated clinic the track and trace was in there the lot was in there your number was in there it was by location it was like a military operation yeah well we, now we know right we know it's a military operation and the and in canada it was insane mm. i mean i got friends in canada it was just canada is just gone mm. i i don't understand i i don't recognize this country my my husband is canadian and um it's just we're stunned. We're and then we're friends, you know, basically saying they can't practice medicine really correctly. And and every day seems to be worse and worse and worse, not better. Mm. Um, the mandate with the, the truck driver was insane. Mm. <laughs> this sort of you can travel within Canada if you weren't vaccinated. I mean, mm. yeah, the, it the, was, level of, the five eyes countries were stand out yep. in the yep. um in their approach and yep. I, I yeah it's another one and you know i would i would look very closely um the the not the crown so much it's that um the square mile of london and the mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. that beast is that lies yep yep within there and yep. they oh yeah they're going at ev everything all the chips are in they don't care they're prepared to take the exposure, exposing themselves somewhat for whatever they've got planned around mm -hmm. the the corner. And I'm, you know, if if we're dealing with bio warfare, which I think is a high probability, I think this um, it was probably very much linked to the war that we're seeing emerge in Europe right now as well. I would, um, I think it would be fair to say that was an opening yep. salvo, and. Who knows where that ends up? Um, oh yeah, the next round is, you know, and the population. If if you just look at Scotland, I'm I'm really, it is fascinating because it's the same sort of population size than Singapore, but much obviously much bigger landmass. Mm. Um, the population is in terrible shape. Mm -mm -mm. Ter terrible shape. 
uh, and it's not like they they were well before metabolically, right? So if you look at just metabolism and chronic uh, disease, are you well, saying iron brew isn't good for you? What's the matter with you? <laughs> you no, know, but you know what I'm saying, right? I'm 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 looking at I'm in universities every day, right? Because like, I'm working with some folks there, and these are big universities, loads and loads of folks and young folks. Mm. They're not well. They're not well, and whatever physiological problems they already had before. With it's getting exacerbated. The yeah. food, it's now whatever has happened with COVID and the lockdowns and the mental crisis, the combination of these things is terrible. Mm-hmm. And the excess mortality in Scotland is shocking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was always bad. But... Yeah, yeah, but now but now, now it's an acceleration and we're not looking at the same bracket, right? We're not mm-hmm. looking at the expected bracket of the... Mm. 40 50 plus right we're looking at young folks Mm-mm. yeah i mean have you, have you seen I the this conversation oh, sorry, you go, i have to go but i will leave this on so you can stay there there's no problem with me i, I have merci, a merci, yeah. i'll just mute myself i have to to go out but uh i'll, I'll leave this on and you just close the window when you are sure. merci you yeah okay. merci Romain. thanks a lot David. Bye-bye. i might email you just to give to ask you to send me a picture because uh, we always use a portrait for the thumbnail okay the youtube video Okay. And uh, a title, a description of yourself, you know, just a title, because I, I've been on your LinkedIn page, but I'm not sure which one you want to use. So mm. I'll, I'll email you later about this. Mm. Well, you can use the yeah. raccoon, the Joker raccoon face for me. Um, <laughs> that's my that's my trademark now. Um, but thank you, Roman. Oh, yeah, I'll send you an email later on that. Sure. Sure, Sorry, guys, I have to go, but you, you can stay there. Okay, thank, thank you. you for your thank time. Thank you, Merci, bon weekend. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, bon weekend. Well, we're talking about Scotland and the yeah, it's got the population and and, and the oh yeah. So I was gonna well. see. Let me see if the share function is working. Um, I don't know if you've seen. Is that allowing me to share my desktop? No. Um. Probably not. Ah, uh, that's a shame. Um. Flick to the. Unless you put it in the chat, but then I would only. Yeah, it's it. um. Hang on, I, I, I've got this. Wait. So, just this data, it's UK data. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to. Where do I see this? Where is the chat on this thing? Chat. That up. Um, does it allow me to paste images? I think so. I okay, would think so. so. Didn't work. Yeah. Hmm. How to uh, look? I know what we can do. So if you, if I check out of there and then I, ch- I don't know if you have a link that I can check back in or. Uh yeah. Um, I'll give you a Zoom link. Uh... You're sending it by. Uh, I'll, I, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure I have your email. I've got email? your Twitter, but um, I'll not. send. I'll send you. Um, Don't put anything on the screen. No, no, no. I'm not putting anything on the screen. Uh, 
I think you should have the email, my email within the email that Roman sent you with the invitation linked. I would be in there in the um, copy because I got yours. So. Yeah. Is it? Shall I send it to you by uh, Twitter? Uh, I've got it. I've got it. Oh, you got it. Okay. Send. See if that works. Um, so. It'll be me from a Yahoo address. Okay, so let me just kill the video for now. So I will... Yeah. Do we still uh, hear you? I think you should be hearing me. Mm, I, I, I do. do. Yeah. Just check the chat real quick. I may have to do this by phone because for some reason the computer that um, I'm doing this now with uh, you only have Zoom. You don't have any other. Uh, I can do Skype or Skype. Uh, Skype might work better because Zoom some <clears throat> some update there that's not. You need to be able to give me your um, handles. Oh, the Skype address. Oh God. I'm yeah, I can just take the, the video off the screen. You can put it in. Either that or I do it by, hold on a minute. I might be able to do this with my phone. Is that going to be a big problem? Zoom is the place to be. It's best picture and sound. Um, I'm going to try by the phone. Okay. Did you get the email? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. So I'm connected on Zoom. Um, yeah, let's see it. If that works, then I'll kill this. Yep. Is that okay? okay. Yep. Got yep. you. Got you. Okay. So. All right. You can still hear me, right? Yep. No problem. All right. I've just got to find the. There we go. Boom. Yeah. We work that out now. I can do this, which is share screen, just in case. And um, here you can look at this. So this is just UK data. It's from a, let's use. So this is relatively recent, up to June, and basically you can see it. So you want to be paying attention to the bottom left-hand corner of this mm -hmm. rectangle, and that's excess deaths in basically below. So it's four mm -hmm. columns, and 0 to 24, 25 to 49. 
50 to 64. Yeah. And um, that is a disturbing um, not. trend. And, you know, again, I would be, you know, of, of course, vaccines have to be very, very high up on the um, suspicion list mm -hmm. right now. Um, well, if not, then they should explain to us, you know, or they should be researching at the very least what's causing all this. And, um, you know, this should be an absolute priority. I mean, if, you're, if your youth is dying at an increased rate, um, and I guess this is mortality, so this is not even morbidity, but um, in the U.S. they're tracking morbidity as well through um, um, insurance and people who are not showing up at work. I, mean, I can tell you here, just anecdotal data, right, that every single um, sort of coffee place shop is looking for folks. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then of course there's several factors that we're not saying. Oh, it's just you know, there's no people because everybody's dead. That's not what we're saying. But obviously, there's Brexit. There's a lot of things that I, you know have influenced this idea of there's lack of people. But once you start talking to people who own this place, they tell you people are not showing up because they're sick. Mm. They they have um, incredible amount of days where they can't function, and either it's immediate sickness, like I'm out of breath. I I don't have um, I have XYZ problem already diagnosed, or it's like, look, I can't get out of my bed. You know, I've got myalgia, pain everywhere. Lots of people suffer from rheumatoid arthritis. Mm. I know this, some of the doctors that I speak with, uh, inflammatory illnesses are, you know, uh, massively up. Mm. Um, generally speaking, I think if you, if you combined the, um, the general lifestyle behavior that people had, and by this I don't mean to be judgmental, I just look at the, the scientific effect of circadian disorder, people who didn't sleep very well, including people who have BIFT, that is going to be pummeling both your brain and your body. That's my field of expertise, so I've known that. Right. Now, if you add this to poor diets, and by this I mean ultra-processed food, whatever people can get their hands on, it's not going to be, you know, uh, fresh food that's going to be nutritious, micro and micro, etc. Mm. Then you also combine lack of exercise, lack of mobility. It's not just exercise in the gym, mobility, because you stuck people in their home for two years. Mm. You mm. told them not to get vitamin D. You blocked gym. You blocked outdoor gym. What's the most insane thing one can think of is blocking children's playground out in the open in the middle of Scotland. Yeah. Right. You, mm. You've told people you've shaken the population so much in terms of fear that you'd have to be a MK Ultra survivor to be able to gather the the breath of that that was downloaded onto a general population. I had no clue. Like you're gonna die every day. You're gonna die if you don't wear your mask. You're gonna die if you don't wear your mask correctly. You're gonna die. You still have old folks here who barely can walk, right? And every day they go to the supermarket with a mask on. Mm. Oh, you see it here in Japan all the time. <laughs> it's just, um, you know, at the, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was just, you know, Japan seemed relatively untouched. And I was like, look, um, if there's one difference here, it's mass compliance. I mean, I, yeah. the data is obviously different now, but the um, 
you know, at the, at the time I was just like, D -d do do anything not to get um, yeah, to COVID, into yeah. this, yeah, and yeah, you know, this yeah. this paper here, which came out this week, um, so this is a pet, yeah, and um, it's pet imaging, and this is two years afterwards, um, long COVID, and they're um they've basically just got reservoirs of viral virus in them and you know if couple that with what you were saying just about the poor poor health posture of mm -hmm. you know especially especially i know scotland <laughs> and uh... I mean, yeah you'd have i mean you literally i remember being here working at the um at the hospital in Glasgow, is it the Queen Mary Hospital? Queen Mary, the biggest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cardiac unit. So we were working in there. That's before COVID. That's like 2018. Mm. And people were like up in arms, left and center. Uh, and we're bringing some solution for metabolic health and so on. So we were talking to all of these, these folks working in there and saying, look, we've got a major, major problem with, mm. um, you know, cardiovascular fitness of population. And we're seeing young people in the hospital, like people should be, fit and healthy in their, you know, twenties and thirties or super obese. Mm -hmm. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not looking at this from a standpoint of, I'm not judging, I'm looking at the data. So metabolically, the population was not in great shape by standards that are accepted. Mm -hmm. um, that, yeah. that are, uh, we, get, we, can, we can go for some fat shaming. <laughs> like Scotland is, yeah, uh... <laughs> there are 20% of, of uh, obese people that are metabolically healthy. So mm -hmm. it's not about the fat shaming. It's also about, the lifestyle of the people. So you, when you're familiar with the Glasgow, you could see like, where are you going to do exercise, right? <laughs> uh, where are you going to have the money to do exercise or mm. where are you going to get fresh, quote unquote, fresh food? Mm. Uh, literally on the way to the hospital, there's not one place that we, we passed that was not a form of ultra processed food or 7-Eleven. Okay, so th th this is very different than even Edinburgh, and yet it's the same place. So then you had all the profile of addiction, which is very big in Scotland. Right? Yeah, so addiction. Yeah. You can go all the gamut from the, the the very small ones that are somewhat not too deleterious, all the way to obviously passing with alcohol, all the way to the hard drugs. So it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. The, so then you. God, I love Scotland. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's great, but. But then, then you have two years of incredible psyops and incredible mandatory, because she went all out. Mm. Nicholas Sturgeon went all out mm. and she loved it. She was in the front of every TV every day. She at some times actually shamed even, you know, uh, Boris Johnson in many ways. Mm. She was going to do better, faster, bigger than anybody else in the UK. Yeah. And all right, so now we've got all this bunch of data. And now we are in 2023 and we look at the population every day here and the hospitals and what are the doctors saying? And now you've got a mega problem. Mm. Yeah. And that's a small population, easy to study. I and mean, there's only like 5 million folks. Yeah. And then also you have very good population sample here. Like the folks who were in the north of Scotland, farms, da, 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 that were like, you know, I, I literally went up north and asked for some of these people and they're like, well, COVID, you know, we lived exactly the same way for three years as we did before. We had to wake up. We had to feed the animals. There's no mask. Mm. We didn't do any of you know, other thing. There were no police officer here because, you know, yeah. who's going to come here? Right. So these people continued living and continue today. 
to live as they did the five years before COVID. Yeah. Now, therefore, if you really had a will to study at a small enough but decent, relevant enough scale scientifically, here's this population as could be studied. Yeah. The NHS is staying the hell away from this. There's no big, like Imperial College is not proposing to have a look at this. Neil Ferguson is nowhere to be seen here mm -hmm. to say, oh, let's do a quote model on this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was, uh, again, you know, how much of the like initiating phases was deliberate, you know, I know Ferguson came out with his models, et cetera. But, you know, at the time we had you know, did. the data from Wuhan and that was, mm -hmm. you know, the infection fatality rate was up there with sort of MERS, right? Yep. And, uh, yep. and, you know, it took, a, it took a while for that to start sort of coming down. And there was, you know, they had that fog of war in which they were mm -hmm. able to... Um, operate and it wasn't you know i i guess i was speaking out about lab stuff but um as the vaccine started rolling out i was like this seems um a little like i'm seeing the overreach and mm -hmm. the well and the the lab stuff by that point was you know it was getting uh how should we say that the fight was very tenacious back and forth mm -hmm. with um how it was being given to the public etc and, mm -hmm. um, and there but there were still th th there were impacts and whatever you think of its origin um the there was a impact on the general public and the simple fact is it hit poor people the hardest um of course. they they couldn't they weren't the laptop um folks Pass. yeah it could just um sit at home and uh you know and i look at data like this that's on the screen and i'm and i'm thinking oh you've got a sustained reservoir of pathogen that we know has this um, very delirious, very fundamental disease mechanism that most people, it's not even on their radar, right? Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. idea that you could, that even just peptide fragments could be super neurotoxic. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the, th there will be a, like you say, a, not just the deaths there's behind those deaths there's a large wake of morbidity um mm -hmm. coming along with it and it was yeah very well i don't know what you think about hot batches with respect to the vaccines um but yeah i mean it's not going to be obviously and also, you know, I, 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 I always think that these guys in a cynical malfeasance and mendacity um, sort of self-serving self survival, they often rectify, right? So let's say um, that the first round of batches um, 
some of it was hypertoxic or hypercontaminated or a mixture of these two. And they didn't care about manufacturing because in any case, they had complete legal protection. Essentially, that, that also needs to, to, to sound red flags, you know, to, to raise red flags left, right, and center. The moment you, you're looking at the contract, mm. like the South African contracts that were just released, you look at those things unredacted, and they're like, this is not a contract. Like, this is not a legal contract. No. It's like, it's a, I don't know. It's like the sort of thing you expect from a cartel or something like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a protection it, right? racket. You know, it's mm. like, okay, that building of yours is awfully nice. I wouldn't want anything bad right. to happen to it. <laughs> so, you know, he, here is my my conditions. And and they're, they look like it looks like a white you know, call it a contract and then you're going to call it a contract. I'm going to call it a contract, but mm. okay. So you, you look at the terms and you're just, your brain goes on fire. Mm. And then the second thing, so you have to assume that, all right, so whatever they did in the first phase of this with whatever round of component toxicity, manufacturing oversight, they didn't care, whatever. We have to assume that they probably also saw some of the first round of side effects mm. And apparently, according to some of the stuff that I was watching last night and some of the stuff that's coming out online, apparently there's now freedom of information release of the White House that said they had a meetings with a bunch of folks in Fauci and so on. At some point with this, like, oh, my, OK, we need like we need to re recap this because maybe something is not going to go as well. Mm. So if that's that's Naomi Wolf that's coming out with some of apparently some receipts on that that there was there were meetings regarding side effects and that they were some people were freaked out whatever that means in terms of details i don't know but let's assume that there there was a rectification mechanism simply for self survival right okay so how much of this now are we going to dump down we're going to liquefy we're going to deactivate it we're going to sideline it because after all you've already sold your stuff mm. i mean they literally sold stuff that they didn't have to deliver. Yeah. So, so some part of the contract is they said, you will buy it. We will maybe deliver, but maybe not. But either way, you will buy it. Mm. And we're not liable for not delivering. So essentially, you've got a an, an, an overall, I've never encountered in my lifetime such contract. Um, government won for it, which is the most stupefying thing when you're saying, okay, let's not account for us government because that's their own people. But like, how does the EU explain signing such barren contracts with no oversight from anybody? And then you, you mandate the, the product from this. So th this particular part is yet another part that is not, I mean, she, you know, van der Leyen is, is seems to be, uh, under the board umbrella, under the, whatever that that. Oh, yeah, sort of... I mean it's a, a lot of corporate malfeasance, and that, again, these it's people, incredible. yeah, gorging themselves at the trough, and and. and Correct, a... but I I think they they may have rectified. That's my intuition, knowing how pharma operates. Um, it it may be the case that at some point they realize, where well, if we were to bring out a dud now, mm. it wouldn't have any impact on us, right? So. We're still making money. Mm. Uh, we still can collect some data. Let's say they're still doing science, which I'm not sure they are. But if some of them are and saying, let's see what's the validity. So in other words, if they were running a large scale clinical trial, 
without you know without people's awareness of it mm. one has to assume that they will still be collecting data on it i'm not sure they're doing this mm. to make this uh, mrna platform quote unquote better um, um, I don't know that this is happening, but we have to assume to go back to your question about the general population that at some point in time, the um, lethality or dangerousness or whatever you want to you know define this or qualify this as of those product probably changed from yeah. their original version. Um, and what they are now, well, it's it's you you know, anybody's best case unless you're you're one of the top end people because i'm guessing this is under immense scrutiny i wouldn't even i don't know that the manufacturers guys actually know what's in there um mm. i'm told that any production high level production high scale production of mrna is already a dubious proposition yeah. because those things are incredibly unstable they're already unstable in labs one can imagine that if you're making billions of doses of that um the, the, the keeping of those things is highly suspect to maintain integrity. I don't get it. Like, I, I don't understand whoever designed this warp speed, whatever, unless they knew that some of it was complete dud. Mm. Um, oh. You basically launch a war against your own population. Is that the idea? I mean, well, but it's, it's, that seems to be one of the options on the table that that's what they've what done. So that to what end? Well, that's it's, the, it's, if, if this Malthusian type thinking was so entrenched, right, they believe this idea that they had to limit populations, that there's some mega catastrophe barreling towards them at some level, um, that they had no they had no choice but to do this. And so essentially, essentially, if. So it's saying, okay, so there's too many folks on the planet. We need to stop this one way or the other. Mm. It needs to be a soft, soft rather than a hard, soft, you know, stop. Yeah. Um, and the, the sort of this is a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, then what, where do we put the the role of the Chinese in there? Again, like you wake up and there is a configuration of a day after three years of this where. You got everything so wrong. You're the worst scientist, mm. worst reader ever, mm. you know. And then all of a sudden, you back to your pre-1984 phenomenon, where every word that you use actually means what it's meant to be, and it's not used in a different way. Because that's the other thing that we have subtly and not so subtly actually fallen into is a pandemic of semantic hijack. Mm. The yeah. moment you start saying vaccine. And people go vaccine. Okay, well, I know in my mind I've got some sort of heuristics of what that is. Hmm. Oh well, well that, and that was literally being changed in real time, right? In real time, yeah. As we were going through this, and then hmm. you had the sort of variant of concern. Like, what's this element of language? A variant of concern. Hmm. So, and then WHO started changing even what would be a pandemic, hmm. what would be declaratively a public health. You know, so something, a, a public health emergency. So now this is being used in the United States as to invoke the power associated with the censorship industrial complex mm. and extended power to the government. Hmm. When was the last time that you saw something in history when element of language were all of a sudden changed, mm. not in their sound, but in their meaning? Mm. 
And that is the first war with the mind, because if the mind of an honest player, which is your average citizen, goes to battle with that which he assumes to be an understanding of what the battle is, and then he gets pummeled with something else, mm. well, you're not prepared. You going playing with sujitsu guys with your flip-flops, that's not going to go well, mm. right? Well, that, that's exactly, in my view, where we've been in. And we, this continues, and it continues via the censorship apparatus, mm. because every single modality of playing with your mind in that Russian roulette of saying, what else can I... I'm not going to swear, but... What, yeah, you what, can what swear. Else? You're on my stream now, so uh, you can just uh, <laughs> what, let rip. What else can I fuck your mind with, right? Mm. Like, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, how much can I disorientate you intellectually, emotionally, mm -hmm. cognitively, scientifically, such that if I've shaken enough that cage, you come out just like you do in your tra military training with you completely mm -hmm. disoriented. You have no idea where you're at. You've been put in that machine that just goes into 4G and you're upside down, left, right, center. Mm -hmm. So the moment you start playing, the only way that we communicate correctly information is by agreeance on the vehicles and the vehicles is language. Yeah. If you screw with the vehicle, you screw with the content. Yeah. That's the best way to stop communication and, and distribution of knowledge. Mm. Yeah. And That's they, a big word there, right there. Yeah. And th they've got it down to a an exact science right now. Exactly. And, and the disturbing thing is that they've just been, um, well, whatever you want to call it, live exercise, it was a real deal, whatever. Yeah. I, I, I don't stick whatever you want on it the simple fact is we're we're now down this whatever decision pathway that they've taken and again all i all i'm seeing is a sort of escalation with respect to this malevolent force and a shrinking of the um options and vectors that we could take to try to try to avoid mm -hmm. what's coming and it's it's decreasing by the day and mm -hmm. you know i i would i would struggle to see them pulling another sort of covid type event i i really do yeah. i mean we, we yeah. might get the dying embers of it but now i think the escalation train is at a full a full tilt and i would i would have my my money on the money so essentially i would think their next round is not is not a health round because that's kind of exhausted itself and people are just at their wits end mm. i would think that the next and they don't need it uh i would say all right okay so the next thing is yeah if the, if the thing is if, the, if it was a soft kill exposure that's done mm -hmm. Right. That's done. You yeah. don't need to, I mean, any add on to this and it, it's going to start looking too bad, mm. too hard. You, you then moving from your soft plausible deniability to mm, mm, mm. the hard deal, at which point then all kinds of, you know, so it's a very small threshold or very, especially at the scale at which they've done this and there's mm. unintended consequences, which also they probably don't know. Right. Mm. Let's assume that this is also mastermind for human beings, you know, can go, you know, it, by the wayside, all kinds of ways, because we don't execute very well anything, which is a good thing in this case. So malfeasance also is exposed to that mm. lack of, you know, capacity to render 
quality over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even in a, especially in the hands of those people, want to assume one has to assume that they're under some sort of pressure from the inside as well. This is a viper's net, so I, I don't assume homogeneity in no, no, brotherhood. No. You know, so you have to find all, all kinds of battle. It can't be smooth selling either uh, right now. But I would think that they don't really need any more than what's already been done, even if they could continue softly, quote unquote, with the RSV flu flash mRNA version of everything, the Gardasil version, the, whatever it is that they still have, we'll put it into the children, you know, vaccine thing. And but we'll still use mRNA. So you continue with that, it will continue with some damage for sure. But now if we move on to, okay, so now what, what's the next area of control that we really need from these folks? Well, we, we really need them not to spend money in ways which we don't want them to spend money in uh, so that there's some sort of, you know, um, uncontrolled aspect of it. If we if we go with your thought experiment or the thought experiment of the, the, the issue is generalized control. Um, so that we can operate at a a global level. Well, that needs to come by identity mixed with money. There's no way around it. That's the the fastest route to, you can't travel, you can't go from your, you know, and there's enough signal there that gives you, again, some sort of, hmm, right? Even if you're saying how to uh, strawman this argument or steelman this argument, if you're going to the other side, there's still very dodgy signs. Like, why would you even start with 15-minute city? Mm. And and that we know there documentation on this, so we know they've actually thought about it. We know mm. that multiple countries are are actually doing POC cities on that. So why would you both do this? Consider vaccine passports, which then need to be evidently linked to identity, because otherwise, how would you check the the health status? Border control of said, you know, movement. Mm. So that's against, again, in countries where you've already got protocol for that, like Schengen. So now you're saying this will be all over this, this will be supranational? Is that who's emitting this? Yeah. So you already have little signals here and there that a CBDC discussion, Bitcoin discussion, mm. crypto, you know, the whole thing with FTX was sort of insane in and of itself. Mm-mm. It seems to be kind of people are like, oh, let's not look there. But these are the same pieces to some extent. They're not a COVID piece. They're not a science piece. But there's a piece that belong to the same actors. Central banks, central government, uh, management of people, management of their money, management of their debt, management of their health, etc. So on a continuum basis, if we are a product to entities, the product needs to work. The product needs to consume acceptable level of stuff, just like an animal for for food consumption, right? You give it enough food, not not too much, not you give it the right medicine for you, not for it. Mm. Um, and eventually you call it when needed. Okay, so if I take this analogy again, Please, everybody who's listening to this, this is a thought experiment. I'm not saying. Well, I, uh, I think it's a know. bit more beyond a thought experiment at this point. But, uh. yeah, but, but <laughs> I, I treat it as a thought experiment because we need to go to the dark places that are absurd. And we need to exhaust the absurdity to the, you know, the end of the thinking process and then come back to a fairly 
actualizing reality. Mm. But if, if, if some sort of phenomenon is there whereby the underlying thinking was, we can't possibly let everybody do what they want all the time. Mm. And that's the most benevolent version of this. And therefore, what could be better but to control how people spend their money? Because how they spend their money, basically the control they don't have themselves, which they've already exemplified, they don't have it. We can have it in their place. And plenty of semi-benevolent people start thinking that's okay. Even though they don't understand by definition, that can't be okay. Because you can't guarantee that folks in charge of this are always going to be okay themselves. Mm. Well, so th- this this is where you get into the uh, crossover with um, generalizable intelligence, and that they hand over control oh. to that, and so that that's what's being the judge and arbiter mm-hmm. of, you know, two each... plus two is five. Chad GPT said so. Mm. Um, yep. It's there, yep. and then yep. you don't have books anymore to go and extract the formula that proves that two and two five is. T- yeah. The, the earth is where things were discussed for you know research where you sit there and you go no these people are actually really convinced of this which is even more worrisome that if you weren't if you were cynical or simply corrupt um i think there would be a very good argument which i think is pierre Corey who said that at the very beginning of the pandemic which i thought was an immensely good argument um look if it's money they want let's give them all the money to, to for them to stop doing it yeah, it's, let's pay them. That, they I don't need that money. Genius. They don't need money. No, mm. but 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 you you see what I mean by the analogy, right? Mm. If we were dealing with simple, straightforward malfeasance mm. or cartel logic, which is all I want is this, and you have it, I give it to you, stop it. Mm. We would be better off than a bunch of ideological insanity that has permeated a lot of people who actually think there is a good argument for most of this insanity of general mm-hmm. management of other people. Begin, begin, beginning with psychiatry 101, which is, or uh, psychiatry is pathologizing to some extent. But if we just say, look, whatever problem you have as an individual, as a human being, start managing that yourself. Mm-hmm. And once when, once you think you're in a good place, then you show up to your community. Mm. You don't go mental with all your problems that you haven't solved. And then you've decided you are the central chief of that community. You're going to tell everyone how to function. Mm. That's not going to go. And yet here we are. We've got a bunch of ideological, evangelical people inside institution of extreme seriousness. Who yeah. I'm not far thinking that I wish they were just malfeasance and corrupt. Yeah, the uh, ideological possession is the way to think about these people. They have a working eschatology, etc., belief system, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. they're executing it in as efficient a manner as possible. And mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not sure where that ends up. Really That's don't. terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying because if you mix it with, um, and maybe I'm going to shock a lot of people, but um, the, the the sort of generalized intelligent mediocrity that per- permeates science as a consensus, since this is where we're at right now, 
that it's whoever agrees the most or the fastest to whatever BS is presented to them that's going to go further up in the ladder. Mm. And that extreme uh, scientific, either polymathic minds or critical minds are going to be eviscerated in terms of their progression in anything that you can think of. Um, and it was, it was combine, already bad enough prior to all this with nepotistic networks, etc. I've I've seen that up close. I, it left a very bad taste in my mouth with respect. To, yep. Um, yep. Same science. for me. Um, and and then what passes for achievement and how much people are prepared to defend um, the the sanity of an ID. The, um, the 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 merit of an ID at scale versus for yourself for your lab, mm. um, also the fallacy of publication, mm -hmm. as we know now, it's it's an even bigger fallacy than anybody could imagine. Mm. Um, but so the the game is it's not even fair to say the game is rigged. The game is not the game. It's another game mm. that we we sort of didn't. Again, the the population is being. Uh, manipulated on the cognitive level because of names that we give to these things. Mm. Like yeah. the idea that you can say there's a scientific consensus and everybody goes, yeah, that makes sense. No, these, these little oxymoron terms, like how can you say a consensus with science? Science is, it's, you know, you know, there's no need to. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough uh, balancing act because you want to be able to say within a scientific discipline that there is agreed upon measurements. Right, where yeah. if you follow a methodology, you're going to see a similar phenomenon. And sure. we kind of, well, we've relied on that to the point where, you, well, our society has become so technological and it's, it's very difficult to, to have someone be able to cross all the disciplines necessary to be able to see how the, the direction that we're going, which is again, why, why would you see so many people go along? And again, there's lots of factors involved with that. And we discussed those earlier, but the, um, you're essentially asking all people to be all things to be mm -hmm. able to, um, describe, you know, you're feeling through the dark, right. And you sort of, trying yeah. to understand what this thing is in front of you and um very very few people are in a in a position to be able to do that and mm -hmm. um you know it's it's only because of the their reliance in this instance on trying to weaponize the biology that mm -hmm. i i would i'm in a position to be able to say oh hang on this looks um somewhat skeptical and I've, I've got the um, experience to you know <laughs> have some confidence in what it is that I'm saying but many many people don't there's a you know trying to think of something you know you put a I, I've taken airplanes all the time right but um, mm -hmm. <laughs> if, uh, if we're stuck on the tarmac and I have to you know so they need trouble with the gas turbine. <laughs> I'm, mm -hmm. I ain't going to be able to help them, right? And yep. it's just, yep. it's the technical barriers there all the time. And yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, for for me, the good metaphor for this is this film that they they produced. You know, I think it was this year's Oscar, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Not for what the 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 film actually is, but it's for this the saying. It's it describes basically this the situation that we are in right now, where there's so many domain that one needs to um, jump on, uh, whether you like it or not. Like it's not like you know anybody who was not in virology, infectious disease or genetic or gain of function, if you had another specialty in medicine or in research, it's not like you naturally would have done what was uh, at the baseline needed to for you to comprehend papers and literature for the past three years. You just had to, mm. if you wanted to wake up every morning thinking what the heck is going on. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm sure this is how a lot of people got to to be involved in the stuff they're doing. But what really is 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 frightening me as well is not so the the part that I said the semantic warfare, the cognitive warfare with basic notions. So once you start changing the vocabulary, and and the the bizarre thing is happened not just in English, it's happened in every language mm -hmm. where this situation is occurring. So that for me is bad. The second thing they've managed to do, which is incredible, um, is 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 breaking brotherhood. Um, the baseline brotherhood of humanity. So that that's empathy. That's saying um, the, the, this concept of this notion that, you know, if nobody's, it, we, we all need to be protected so that everybody's protected. But at the same time, I'm going to not allow you to see your dead uh, family member, You not even to go to their funeral. And the idea that this didn't break down people and said, yeah, like, over my dead body, you're going to prevent me from going see my dad or my mom mm. in the thing that you've put them into. If they die, I'm going in there or my kid or whatever. I'm going in there. And some people did that. They just went through and they just broke. But that that's like almost, and they were shunned. At. They were looked at as though they're the the the, the animal, the, the psychopath. Mm. And then people who wanted to get vaccinated or didn't get vaccinated or got vaccinated, whatever the situation is, it's a mental, it's, it's, it's a medical treatment, quote unquote, best case scenario, right? How is it that then you stop having empathy and support for that? The people that you knew all along, I'm not talking about the stranger in the street. I'm talking about members of your family, friendship. I knew so many people who, who broke in this way yeah. and they got into people's mind, their personal relationship, their collegiate relationship to say, no, you must take a stand on this issue. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to just say, Hey, if you don't want cancer treatment, you got cancer. Hey, I'll support it. It's, if you don't want to, I mean, this, this whole construct of we all need to do the same thing at the same time. And if you don't do it, we'll put you in a camp. We'll ostracize you. Well, call, you can't come and visit the house. You can't. I mean, so many people got vaccinated because they need to go see somebody who just had a baby. Mm, yeah. Look, I, I was unable that? to prevent my mother or my sister taking the vaccines. No matter what mm -hmm. I said or did or... Um, no, they weren't. They trusted the authorities on this one and um, mm -hmm. they went for it. Look. Um, they're still around, um, you know, and this is the, this is the problem that you're, you're dealing with is just, again, um, 
there's a there's an impact but many people will say well i i took three doses i took four doses i must our common humanity mm. we all can stand for the next person next to us as a human being mm. because that that's who's in it right now mm. and if we don't have contention with the animals or whatever so it's not outside our own species right mm. so if you start recalling what that is since we have to assume that at, at the very least it's um it's a crisis of separation mm. and antagonism and at the very least but, but even if we don't call this a war so in a war we have to remain human we like yeah but that's that's this thing of uh you you still think that there's rules in this uh, at warfare but they're telling you that there aren't right that's their actions they are not they are going beyond those guide rails that we've put in place and mm -hmm. that that should um that should be an indicator that you should take anything that's coming down everything could be weaponized at this point and so you need to be um circumspect and i, I don't know if you don't turn into a paranoid um shut in but you have to be um don't be gullible with what the power course, structures yeah. are, are saying and you know that you, you were talking about um your humanity but the just from a and i'll ask you <laughs> being french and i know what france was like but they've gone to extraordinary lengths to break the idea of not any family nation and yep. you can't um once they dissolved that you atomize people and it's it's far far easier mm -hmm. to push them around and Agreed. the well I don't, like i said i don't know where that's that ends up either but that, that still that still leaves um i mean it's not that far off that you know, it's, it's, it's three years. So it's not, it's not 15. So I think people are, whoever is not a tiny child who's only known this, unfortunately, there are plenty of those. Mm. Um, if you are a semi-conscious adult right now, whatever you've done so far, whichever has been your, your dice that were rolled, I think on a daily basis, you know, that's sort of my call to your call of don't comply. Don't comply to authority no matter what. But mm. the second call is please comply to humanity mm. on a daily basis. So speak with people, listen to them. Mm. And when you can, on a very small level, show compassion. Because if that happens on a non, and I'm not a religious person, I really am not. Mm. Um, Maybe you should that be. Has, maybe uh that 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 goes a long way for sometimes uh people realizing wait a minute haven't been even spoken like this in a long time mm -hmm. because i'm now being talked to or down as a thing mm -hmm. and yeah. i know it sounds very iffy but when you live in small community you can see it mm -hmm. like, as i said i i travel enough from very large cities to smaller small city to very small community um and i can see the massive difference in everyday demeanor of people who have supported each other 
even in that, they, they have not gone through the same stuff than city folks. They don't come out on the other side the same way. They have kept their community as it was, so to speak. Um, and now they just carry on with the, the remains of the day. Cities have, have, have been particularly good at fractioning people yeah. and atomizing people because the lockdowns were mostly visible mm. in cities, in urban environment. And that broke people in so many ways. Mm. And that's still there. Cities are in Europe are, sh- are showing the remains of that. I mean, so many shops are empty. They broke the, the, the fabric of small shops. And small shops is also to go back to your analogy of family and units. Small mm. shops is also a community thing. It's not Starbucks. Mm-hmm. You're not going to know the guy at Starbucks. <clears throat> yeah. You may, but it's different than the, the local cafe that you go to and they make their own food and you chit chat with them and whatever. Mm. Those guys, a lot of those guys were gone in many countries. Mm. And, and that too is very, very uncomfortable and also lethal for a community to survive mm. because then you go back down to the big shops and maybe the big shops don't even have folks working in them. They just have a machine like the Amazon mm. check-in check at supermarket. Oh, it's so convenient. I wave my hand and whatever. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's not a metaphor that's coming in Asia. We already know a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Like you have this kind of, insane thing whereby I think one of my latest experience, which I would have been not stunned at all if it happened in, in Asia, but it didn't, it happened in Edinburgh. And I, I went up to a tiny cafe and I said to this lady, can I have this? And she said, well, I can make it for you, but you're going to have to order from the iPad. And I was like, well, that's insane. I'm the only person here with you. Why would I go to tap on this tablet so that you can, I've just told you what I want. She said, no, that's not that is that I can't pay, I can't make you pay for it. And she, the shop's not taking any cash anymore. Mm. It's taking, so everything in her world, and she's just like a a 20 year old that doesn't have any clue what she, why mm. this is all organized this way. But essentially yeah. there already is the next phase, the yeah. phase of I'm atomized as a human being. I'm here, but I'm actually here. I need to train the machine or to give you a semblance that this is not entirely already completely automated and we're not we're not in new york we're in edinburgh right where where in edinburgh was this pardon where in edinburgh was this it's in georgia it's it's a major uh, i mean of course it would be there i mean if Mm -hmm. you go to Inverness, you know cafe you're still gonna be but tons of places here by the way are starting not to take cash for the smallest amount Mm. and and they're all very happy that you zap your card onto that machine it's so quote convenient Mm. How is it that a legal tender, this is still written on the piece of paper, that's a legal tender. Mm. How is it that you have legally the right to say, I'm not taking cash and operate as a commercial entity? I don't understand it. Well, I, I, again, this is the um, inexorable march. And I, I've, I've always given the example, look, if you told your great grandparents that you would walk around with a piece of material <laughs> that they didn't even know existed, with super high resolution font on it and your color picture, they would think you were crazy, right? Let yeah. alone uh, having a smartphone, but everyone does it, right? It's, it's, I, it, it's, you can't stop the technical progress or process, I guess, right? Where I, the humans are always iterating in some manner or other. The real, the real question is who, who has the control 
levers and powers in this mm -hmm. setup. And what we're seeing right now doesn't look very um, benevolent, right? No. Um, and I'm sure you could go to areas of this world and they would say, well, yeah, of course they're not very benevolent. Look what they did to our country, etc. And mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I get that. I'm very sympathetic to um, that that line of reasoning. And as it, if they could do that to those countries, it's not a it's not a fast step to just bringing it a step closer home. And yeah, I mean, anybody who's a candidate right now for the presidency of the United States. Um, and I know Robert Kennedy Jr., uh, uh, you know, actually approached this topic. Just, just to look at the population, the look of the American and, and the physiological status of the American population now mm. versus what it was like right after the war. Mm. In 1950, there was a bunch of people on Twitter who showed images of kids coming out of school in 1950. Mm. And you look at these kids and you think, oh, my God, mm. what has happened to that country? It's across the board, Latino, white kids, black kids coming out of school, the vivaciousness on these stills, the body shape, the, the expression on the face, you actually thinking, what the heck has happened to that country in under four years, under the helm of folks like Fauci who said they were in charge of health. This is their own population, big food, big pharma, the opioids pandemic in the United States. Who did this to who first? Mm. Yeah. I mean, the Sackler family, the empire of pain, mm. who did they inflict the empire of pain? Yeah, now you can say, oh, fentanyl is coming from China, blah, 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 blah. But before fentanyl, who put people on the bridges, as Jimmy Dore says, over and over again? Mm. It's yeah. not foreign power. It's themselves. Mm. So there's a never-ending war already in demonstration against your own people if you decide to productize your population. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is where we're going to, um, we're well, we're we're already commoditized, and the the sad fact is that they've learned a lot of behavioral neuroscience, and they're just going to. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's the what, what did she call it? Alison McDowell, that's her name. Tokenization of the commons, she calls it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right? Well, but, exactly. I mean, that, that's a very powerful. Metaphor. And they, they they know that the brain will continue to operate in that fashion. Uh, next little dopamine hit, next little, and they can weaponize that as well. And oh, especially if you've debased uh, the cognitive architecture. I mean, mm. now we go back to the brain and hyperfunction of the brain, right? So mm. if you're looking at in which scenario a relatively healthy brain is optimized for neurological connection, mm. um, for thinking, for producing not just innovative thought, but producing fast thinking and understanding in a, in a given scenario. That's not going to be a brain that is dope. Recede into, but why? What would you want to kill your own? Doesn't make any sense. Mm. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we've... we've we've gone into the darkness that we wanted to avoid mm. yeah look um i i have to do it most days and you know what i've been yeah. eternally grateful for was just rfk just basically 
bringing up yeah. the race-based yes. warfare that they would that they they would think along those lines and there's the the fingerprints that are there um again you know i don't know if it's a pressure release thing that they've done but and so mm -hmm. now, now people won't talk about it but um it's there and you either wrestle with that and get it on board that they would they think in those terms and they think in again operational levels of weaponization that most people most people struggle with as we've seen viruses just as a, a pathogen and um mm -hmm. you know a, a disease causing mechanism and you know you can it's a struggle to think of the macro weaponization, which you were talking about, oh. which is, it's a nice metaphor, which is a beast body, anorexic mind. And then they would, they, they've got it so exquisite. Their knives are, are so sharp that they, they could go down to this molecular level and mm -hmm. be thinking, oh, we'll pull the pin on that and let it, let it rip. And, Everything that I've seen at the moment would just point in that direction. I want I want something to set, tell me I'm wrong, and I don't see it right now. That's that's the disturbing thing. And you know, I, I mentioned yeah, I did in, when we did your interview. Um, again, I encourage you go watch Andrew C. Weber on mm -hmm, eighty thousand mm -hmm. hours. Right, just you Google it and. Um, it should still be up, I hope. But listen to that yeah, man. There's lots of stuff disappearing fast. Mm, listen to him, and he was—he was—he's a big player, big big player. You know, he was all—he was all in Ukraine, and um, mm. he was—he's was, so there's links there with all those laboratories and all that CD um, networks, and they're convinced. Well, he's convinced, but he's not—he's not a scientist. He's a basically a diplomat of sorts who's i don't know he's, he's a believer that's that's what comes across he's mm -hmm. he's just bored into it and is i don't know <laughs> thinking it's like penicillin or something that they can the yeah. technology is there now to um yeah yeah and and i think there's there's several people like that probably um permitting around you know true believers evangelical mm. uh, neocons and then and if if you if you then extend that outside the the health environment and in geostrategy you know once you start looking at the neocon ideology of the victoria newlands and mm -hmm. the jack silver and the guys who've been around for a while even her husband i mean if anybody reads the amusing quote unquote of uh, Victoria Newland's husband. Uh, it's 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 stupefying. Mm. The if you're not American, it's stupefying. If you're American, you should be stupefied for a different reason, which is that's just insane to think that there is such a thing as a a global world order to which we are the the puppeteer of some by by means of boots on the ground finance uh, influence or otherwise, but. It's a never, these self-generated, never-ending war instability. If we make the analogy of geostrategy a never-ending war, 
like Assange said, you know, a successful war is a never-ending war. If we make the analogy to a pandemic or or threat or health threat, mm-hmm. you know, a successful pandemic is a never-ending pandemic that just leads on to another one and another one and another one and forever. Which they're the- specifically <laughs> talking about. They haven't stopped that yeah. um, type of yeah. um presentation to the public oh there's going to be another pandemic there's going to be this and so but you see precedent of it in other domain um of of um sort of moving pieces of other countries and moving much bigger pieces of financial aid and and you look at what's going on in ukraine right now mm. um and 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 then it's somewhat super reminiscent of so many other operation that mm. actually were handled fairly similarly. So as you said before, if people are interested, it's not that cryptic um, and it's not that covert. They they are using many elements of uh, communication because I think there's at least part of these people who actually think they're very proud of what they're doing. Mm. I, I think it's, it's an under estimation to think that these people are just all want to hide under a rock. That's not true. They're probably extremely proud of some achievement as was um, that, that um, secretary of, of state um, that has died not long ago when she said, well, she was asked 500,000 Iraqi, Iraqi children had died mm. for a war. That oh God, my prions are kicking in because I can't remember her name, but a uh, little tag. <laughs> Um, Madeline Albright, yeah. yeah. Um, With her fantastic um, diamond brooches always, you know. Mm. Uh, but, but she thought, hey, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah but this is, again, so, you know, it's it's uh, treacherous waters in which to go wading. But um, there's a, how should we say, a connecting thread to these people right mm-hmm. the neocon wolfowitz doctrine etc and um it's uh, i hate to say the word um but there's a strong how should we say kosher nostra type uh, element to it and the the american body politic has to recognize that and mm-hmm. and deal with it somehow and i i don't know the um missiles um these are these are massive escalations and yeah, yeah. i'm i mean one one only needs to listen to zelensky at the un to be distraught even if you have no position there just to think here is somebody that you know their own um uh, whatever TV thing had to reorganize this, the videoing of him mm. uh, to show that there was actually a lot more people in the UN assembly, which apparently was very scantily. Uh, um, I heard it. I haven't seen the pictures. I was uh, it's funny. I mean, it's, if, if it's, if it's not a deep fake, it's, uh, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty weird, but it's also telling like all these manipulation mm. should be telling you something that you don't manipulate for, for not, you don't you don't bend something for not you not say ivermectin is you know is a whole space for nothing if you don't fear something you just don't do anything you just let it um so we, we listen to this guy he's in this green thing and you wonder why is it that he can't find a suit 
this is bizarre. So again, it's an architecture of mm. messaging, and this is an actor, so he, he should know how to act. But even then, you can see that it's it's falling at the seams. Mm. It's it sounds edgy. It sounds like he is understanding of the bus coming for him. Mm-mm. And I think that that is this is insanely dangerous times because you've basically hyped everything you can hype the odds people are against the wall they don't act well when they're pushed against the wall their family is against the wall you know there's 500,000 ukrainian dead there's many russian dead the country is in ruin uh i mean you just you just look at the pictures of the um the the battlefield um that's literal world war one complete complete you know insane statement by the ex-guy of google just basically going to conferences to sell drones Mm. that have very low kamikaze payload Mm. and here he's saying this is what ukraine needs Mm. and you're thinking how is it that we have this insane discussion where you you are basically a sales rep now being you know having run google why are you having a say in this thing why Mm. is there a conference about this Mm. why is it that the the first thing that some high-powered people are not saying is we need to stop this at all costs Mm. like stop it Mm. this is a bit like the COVID thing right whatever it takes now to stop this Mm. senseless bloodshed immense disaster that has been created there Mm. in and of itself that needs to be an absolute priority. Not at all. Not at all. Let, let's run this thing. Let's push Zelensky. Well, I, th- I, I think I think a lot of that is to try to cover up that this first salvo of the biological warfare, right? So, you know, what? So, so how do you leverage that? Well, but what comes with war shortages? Um, you're going to again um, cause fracturing of relationships as you know, people will pick one side or the other and um and of course with war pandemic as well right right um good point (laughs) no medication disease Mm. pop up i mean that's the thing that i've been looking at because that kept on being a statement over and over again with um you know the 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 big flu uh, they kept on saying, well, actually, it wasn't a Spanish flu. It was really it was because the war and the immune system, because the war and because the war. And then you realize, OK, well, there's a lot of things that can happen in the war if you don't have this and that medication. And all of a sudden, because people don't bathe, people don't eat enough, they're terrified, their stress hormone are off the chart. Then sometimes they're injured or all a mix of these things. Well, that's a very ideal Petri dish for, you know starting something if it doesn't start by itself which is already a possibility but if it doesn't well then that's for sure a plausible deniability right there yeah yeah so and the, the, bigger, the bigger the better form and that's how they're thinking and this is yeah. um you know those public tabletops that they did those event two i want oh yeah Right. There's a public Depends. part of it but there's a bit that you don't see right yeah, they're, they're... <laughs> The public bit awesome. is already mental. I mean, I when I watched that two hundred one, mm. I, I couldn't believe the depth of details in which they went. And it's not like they had actors there; they had actually, yeah, like academics real... and yeah, yeah. The, 
the, the John Hopkins, the women represent, you know, representing the CIA, and you're seeing the value of these people in terms of their time for them to be there. Again, this is indicative of a system that means that they don't mean this is a Netflix series. They mean this because at some point this will be deployed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, why would you spend the time of all these academic? You have to pay for that. You have this massive production behind the videoing of it, the, mm. this is copious amount of cumulative time being put together as a value in dollar there because mm. they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So if those were there, they weren't meant as oh, this is our marketing campaign this year. For mm. what? Mm. <laughs> yeah, so that that the disturbing part about that is the infrastructure around it that continued to gaslight people that this yeah. was um, uh, this was a good thing, etc. Don't and don't look there. <laughs> You're a, you've got yeah, information this is, disorder. This so that precisely it's like the predict thing. It's like it's there to prevent this from happening, just like predict Grant was supposed to, you know, provide some antidotes, which we're still looking for. But the same thing is they they claim for you know the reason why they do gain a function is to prevent obviously stuff. But again, the the next chapter never arrives. So you you you're stuck with your you know first date sort of person that says i'm going to be everything you ever wanted right and then you move to the to the next stage and nobody checks that you lie the whole way through your first mm -hmm. date right mm -hmm. so that's essentially the scenario that we're in where people are just being gaslit as though they're on tinder mm -hmm. over and over and over and over again and at some point you have to stop being surprised mm -hmm. or you have to stop expecting that you're going to be told the truth because otherwise you're just a chimp. And I mean, that's an insult to chimps, you know, but at some point you can't see the same thing unrolling in front of your eyes with the same technique. As I said, they're not that subtle. They're not that covered anymore. Mm. And you have a lot of material, but you need to expend some which, time and effort. Which points to the fact that they're making their big move for whatever that new age is right that there's a event horizon that a lot of us can't see yeah. or imagine what what's i think it's already we're already in it um i i i think there's no way this is pre-emble mm. i don't think so i think i think no you don't go then, killing four hundred thousand europeans and make it look like world war one and that be uh this isn't um getting your jollies off in the desert like they've been done yeah. for the last 20, 30 years. This is, yeah. this is something else. And um, yeah. And, and, and the, the other thing that's insane about this bit is the the total insanity around Nord Stream. I mean, I know I keep on saying that because mostly because I'm European and I just can't understand how is it that the entirety of the European country sat there in an obvious commercial destruction of an entity that was a civilian entity in the largest civilian act of terror that one can imagine, on mm. on on uh, generate. So, in other words, the, one may try WHO may try, you know, uh, these entity may try, these neocon may try, and they have. But there, is it going to go in like butter on toast, or is it going to say, you know what, this this stops now? It's yeah, enough. Where's the pushback? And the, the... where is the pushback? Mm. Or anything. Yeah, and this this is 
so you're familiar with the concept of learned helplessness, right? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So it, it, it's probably, you know, again, just multi-generational effect to the point where people just are just going to take it. They're, they're incapable of making a response. And again, I don't, you're not even seeing a discussion being had, which is mm -hmm. the, the most disturbing thing. And I mean, uh, I, I'm philosophers, artists. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm looking at the French scene. I'm stunned. They had an opinion on just about anything forever. They had an opinion on the Uyghur. They had an opinion on this, on that, or whatever. Nothing. Mm. They don't have an opinion other than Ukraine, COVID, take your vaccine. That's it. Moving on. And there's no inflation. And let's have the King of England at the castle in Versailles and pretend this is, wow. you know. That's not the, the France I knew, man. <laughs> It's it's insane. There's people lining up for food. There is the situation is is not that far from the U.S. with people living under the bridge. Mm -hmm. um, all Macron is doing is this allegory of a bygone myth. Mm. But you know, and it is very. I I saw, um, funnily enough, Sarkozy. Was it last just yeah. a few days ago? He was talking mm -hmm. and he was saying, what the fuck is going on? Basically, what are we doing? You don't go, how come Europe, which was, I don't know, I don't know how much of the Cold War you were, you remember, but um, I remember a lot of it. And the, the idea that we would be going backwards after, after the changes and after the, just the history it's not even a hundred years, man, before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, this, the situation there is, is, is grotesque in France. It really is grotesque. It's, mm. you know, we're a country of, we're culture and like someone like Camus, you know, um, it, it, he raised his voice for, the, you know, during a conflict that, you know, he viewed as, very malicious and and detrimental and he, he voiced his is you know he made his his career its worth of gold by taking an opinion that you may disagree with him but he didn't stay quiet we now have an ensemble in france like i have no idea where the the, the 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 thinking folks the artists the musician who write a song like the guy in the u.s Whatever it is that you're going to do is some sort of, some semblance of resistance. No. Nothing. Yeah, it's... Nothing. It, it's this other people who basically say, okay, I'm a scientist and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And they have a limited audience. Yeah. Or it's the status quo of people, meh, shrugging shoulder. And it's a repeat of meh every day where people are like, yeah, but I've got to... Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, they need their, like, those people need their people. They can't function alone. Macron yeah. has got a lot of people working for them. Yeah. Mm. They don't, they don't raise their own food. They don't feed themselves. They don't make the nuclear power plant work. Mm. They, they're not the guys doing sh stuff. Mm. There's mm. some other guys. So what I'm saying is the guy who knows how to do stuff, the baker, 
the farmer, the scientist, the guy who managed the electrical power plants, those folks. Mm. From yeah. the, the no degree to the, oh, I got the key to this lab and I'm not opening it. Mm. Okay. Mm. I'm staying home. I'm not paying my taxes anymore. Mm. I'm just staying home. I'm going on lockdown of everything. Yeah. I mean, how many people do you need to start? Exactly. So that that's the problem. You can't do, if a hundred people do this, Mm. Ain't gonna work. If you know two hundred thousand people do it, they probably can take massive amount of, mm. re, you know, retribution like Canada and the truckers and whatnot onto mm. your family and forevermore. Mm. You'll be, you know. Oh yeah, and the, the thing is, they just it. demonstrated that they'll do that, right? That they'll. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you're uh, um, a terrorist for uh, just saying no, not in my name. No, my name. Yeah, or they've arrested like even mm. priests I saw in Canada. They that basically showed up, you know. Right. So they they would do it, but I I contend there is a threshold number. Oh yeah, I, under I, I which, agree. I agree. You know, I've I've read I've read enough stuff on 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 the Holocaust, and my family has you know lost lots of people there. That you sort of understand the the number game of number of prisoners versus number of guards with number of weapons. Yep. So um, the learn helplessness and the learn acceptance or the Stanford experiment on, you know, we're going to split half the student to uh, prisoners and half the student to uh, guards. Okay. So you've already, you've already embedded into your psyche. What role is it that you have? The role of the victim, mm. the role of the obedient or the role of the, uh, you know, the, the, the imposer. Correct. Or, or the role of the dissenter. And mm. and in the war, this is how it happened. Mm. People and integrated that into their psyche. And from then on, on every small and every medium and every large behavior that I can do, mm. I am that person. Mm. I mean, mm. anybody who's got kids understand what I'm talking about here, because you've had your kid who's played sort of uh, passive aggression onto you when you said, once you do this, and then the next argument is coming back at you from the stuff that you said, mm. you know, you were never going to say or do. And they get it. They know how to do this. We all know how to do this mm. in a scenario. We were all that kid at some point. So we just need to remember, or some of us need to remember how that works. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's just getting to that threshold. I agree. That's, and you can see how hard that is. You can yeah. see we don't have that even in science, mm. we don't have this collegiate across the board, across culture, we can tolerate, we, we have it, but on a very small scale compared to the scale of people that could be involved. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we still have a huge majority. It was just being very quiet. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I really, <laughs> I wish I could tell everyone just, uh, <laughs> You know, well, you know, t I don't know if it would work though, because they c they could just you you. So okay, think of it in this metric. Mm. There are those who can't say no, particularly in things like military mm -hmm. um, hierarchies. Right, it's very very difficult for them to. Um, show dissent mm -hmm. so you're gonna need let's say 
attacking infrastructure rather than because they didn't have the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to use ingenuity um, if you don't want to use, obviously, um, if, if it's not an all-out war, at which point then it's a different proposition altogether. And then you also need weapon a lot in a lot of countries that's not mm. even possible. Yeah, so, and this, this is the problem that Europe has right now, which is you, you've, the populace is too disarmed. Yeah, it's defanged on so many ways. Mm, it's mm, mm. defanged politically, economically, mm. physically, you know, weapon. I mean, I saw a, a report today that, that part of some of the China um, new development is that they're they're forcing people who sell things like uh, knives and scissors and stuff to actually attach them to counters uh, because they've, they're quite worried that at some point the population is going to start having had enough of um, a lot of their requirements. So the first thing well, you know, they did not... that in the UK, they basically made, made it so you couldn't buy sharp knives and um... yeah, you have to ask the, <laughs> yeah. the attendant and show that you're 18 plus. And mm-hmm. I once had an argument with a lady in the supermarket about this and said, so as long as I'm 18, I can be a total psychopath. You would not know. And it wouldn't bother you. So this rule is nonsensical. And she couldn't understand even why I'm having this conversation. Yeah, Are you 18? <laughs> so that's all she cared about. The the person in the shop is not the person who Of course. Mm. Who's done that. But but you're right. There is there's a but then of course you have to agree also that there's a huge amount of violence in um in cities around in the yeah UK but I, th- I think that that came from the um the mass migration that was that was mm-hmm. very specifically aimed at europe and designed to break that um backbone that you would have the communities that you you had and i don't again you know there's you can point at whatever whatever player groups you want but it's it's fait accompli already you know you, you just watched what was it six thousand just rock up on lamp uh what's it lampedusa the italian island mm-hmm. no right. that was mental and that's just a microsm for what's happening uh across europe and it's again it's very very deliberate um it's and th- you have to get that mental change to say, oh, this isn't something happening by accident. This is deliberate weaponization uh, from the very large, complex sociological, and they're going all the way down to the minuscule in, in the biological domain. They've pushed it all in, and I don't know, I don't know what it looks like coming out the other side right now i mean my, my, yep. my literal concern is just how quickly europe could spin out of control right oh now. fairly quickly mm-hmm. i would i would con- probably it's hanging by a thread and um, obviously you would have to probably europe as a bucket is probably too too broad but um some countries are really struggling mm. uh, and the thread of normalcy is very very thin look, so um look france. france yeah france is bustled up with all kinds of 
um, long-standing, not just COVID, but long-standing social inequality, a complete disintegration of the ruling uh, government, which has been exposed for the fraud that it is, um, both in its everyday behavior, its actual demonstrated behavior with receipt in terms of where they put the money. Um, there's certainly a lot to your family. It's your friends. It's an entire network that you can create. So those folks run the media, they run government, um, and this is at the national level. Now, we've also discovered that at the supranational level, it's evident that loads of other people were in charge of that. And then we were just, they were just uh, willing like he, I guess, paid like he, depending on the on the case, mm. um, narcissistic like he. So you're, you you know, like Macron, I think is a mixture of many things, um, but there's something profoundly unhinged about him that's also quite dangerous. Mm. Um, he lacks the total empathy at a very baseline. So you could see a lot of government member being very deranged and corrupt. But he's very special brand of narcissism mm -hmm. and sociopathic traits makes it so that he is particularly useful for whoever is using him. He's particularly uh, ready to go all the way. Mm -hmm. And and you you've seen that with France's industry. You've seen because before being you know being being president, he was finance minister, so you could see the damage that he's done there to the industrial scene in France. And then the the total lack of accountability of his government and government members is staggering. I mean, we don't have a great history, but it's an acceleration level from Sarkozy, which already was not an Hollande. Was, yeah, and, you know, and Sarkozy is the one coming out going, wait, hey, hang on a minute. Yeah, just... I know. <laughs> that, that should tell you something when Sarkozy, who put you know Libya under the bus, is the one telling you that, mm. oh, well, things are going off the rails. Right? Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. All right then. Yeah. So yeah. you know things are in, and then the debt of France. Wow. Right. Wow. Um, you know, so we we our school system is collapsed. Um, so this is not good. This is this is not a great place to be in. Uh, our technology innovation has has escaped or has gone somewhere else because it can't function in France. It just can't. Uh, farmers are being squeezed to like Holland to the nth level. Mm. Uh, we're being squeezed by Europe uh, organization as well as squeezed by supranational mm. entities. Mm. So it's a bad place to to be. Yeah, and you know, I'm. I think it was a big mistake that whatever the common market was before and what they turned it into with the eu i think that was mm -hmm. a, a lot of the beginning of the the slide yeah. here mm -hmm. because before at, at least countries could sort of butt heads and what have you but once yeah. you had this sort of smothering bureaucracy it yeah. made it so much easier just to manipulate large populations yeah. and, and yeah it's like ccp with a different name mm -hmm. uh and, and a different sort of maybe ideology, at least surface ideology, but in terms of the mechanistic infrastructure, the moment you're basically saying, 
you don't decide, I decide, this group of people over there decide whether it's, mm. you know, Hasbur or otherwise. But anyway, and those people are special. Mm. They have special, and they understand everything, even though they actually are so removed geographically, nationally, culturally from the actual thing they decide. Mm. That's a very bad r- recipe as well. You have to put people as close to the consequences of their actions as possible. Yeah. So the moment you you're, you instill this, distance between action consequence mm. which any centralized power is you're done you're mm. you're you're you are going and you put humans in there you're going to have problems yeah yeah and the simple fact is it just it falls down onto the um though that the classes that don't have access to those um those networks and yep it's uh, it's going to be some tough times. I'm going to have to pull the ripcord. Um, exactly. I've got another yep. Same for me. And, I got to go. But it's a real, very interesting conversation. And um, I'm Thank sure you. we can uh, continue at another yeah, point. Sure. Sure. sure yeah. No problem. Thank you again for your gracious time. Oh, um, yeah. and, and yours. Uh, I, th- I took more of yours than uh, you took mine. It's, so. it's, it's Friday. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Okay. Thank you very much, and I hope we uh, catch up soon. Yeah, Take sure. I, I will um, send Charles your way. Just uh, that would be great. That would be know, great. Meaning for um, there. Yeah, that was just boilerplate. But uh, uh, as far as uh, yeah, she's a pretty base lady, man. <laughs> nice. Take care, folks. See you in the next one. A few hours. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these peppers. I will fucking kill each fucking pepper. I swear. <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually saying. Fuck these peppers. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever drink you my fucking blood blood never I will fucking die fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my 